All right, here we go. So finding good workers, not easy. But what if I told you that you guys can attract them to you much easier? How? By finding your core business values. The fuck is core business values? So the way I'm going to define it is it's like the light that guides you through the dark, deep, crusty entrepreneur tunnel. And if you don't have defined core values for your business, then you're going to be lost in the abyss, crawling around, hoping to find your way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the greatest business show on the internet. This is Who's in Biz. My name is Nick Glassett, so cheers to all of you guys. I decided to pop the top on the last bottle of white uh, empathy wines. I bought this to support Gary Vaynerchuk. He's taught me a lot of shit, so I bought some wine, whole case of wine a long time ago. That's the last white one. So I'm drinking a white wine mixed with ginger ale. You guys might make fun of me. You can talk smack all you want, but it's truly delicious. I nicknamed him the cork tail, right? Because you cork out of the, right, you get it. Anyways, so before we get the show rolling here, I did want to give a huge freaking shout out, shout out to Foam Daddy. Where are they at? Right here. Booyah. Right here. So Booze and Biz presented by Foam Daddy. Okay, so we got our foam cannon in, uh, the HD stacker, and we are officially underway with the foam party side of the jump off. We had our first event last Saturday. Uh, last Saturday evening, it was an absolute freaking blast, and the kids actually had a lot of fun too. Uh, that was that was such a, a incredible amount of fun for us, you know that we don't you don't you, you don't get to have that in the freaking bounce house world. Like you just drop it off and leave every now and then. You might get to see the kids play on it, but usually it's because you're taking the damn thing away. With the foam events, like I mean, you're blasting foam, and we had this one kid that just loved it, dude. And so we would just tilt it and just slam them in the face it was super amazing so if you don't have foam parties as an offering yet in your business uh go check foam daddy out um i am actually planning a foam party episode here pretty soon so please tune in for that be excited for that be on the lookout for that uh plus upcoming this january is the foam universe convention that's put on by foam daddy and it is in my hometown, kind of, sort of, where I live, where I live, in New Orleans. Uh, so I will be there the whole time. Get your tickets. Get your tickets soon. So tickets for those of you on um, podcast and YouTube, they are in the description. Link is down in the description. For those of you on the Zoom right now, I'm dropping it in the chats. Um, but yeah, go get your freaking tickets for Foam Universe. It's going to be amazing. Dates are January 14th, 15th, 16th. Okay. There's no place on earth like New Orleans to make it a vacation and then come to the learning and networking event that Foam Daddy's putting on. It's going to be badass. So I'm excited to see you guys next January. Okay. So for those of you watching on YouTube and those of you listening on the podcast, do me a favor, hit the hell out of that subscribe button and let's get rolling here. Okay. So what the hell are core business values? So in short, okay, there are three to five things that are so important to the organization and so important to you as the owner that you expect everyone to exemplify them. Like it, it's who you are, it's your identity, okay? It is the light that guides you through that dark entrepreneur tunnel. You may not know how to determine what your core values are now, and maybe you've never even thought about it or freaking heard of them, okay? Totally get it, totally understandable, and, and no big deal, no big deal, all right? As an entrepreneur, especially if you're a newcomer to the bounce house business, there's so much to freaking do between insurance and websites, 
plus the physical stuff. Okay, you got to fix this and clean that and go buy more tarps, blah, 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 blah. You guys know all the stuff, okay? Not to mention, you're out there trying to get customers, trying to figure out marketing. Do I make flyers? How do I make a QR code? I'm making t-shirts, okay? So I personally, I think that this topic tonight is not going to be as sexy as how to buy bounce house inventory like we did a few weeks ago. Um, and yes, like buying the right inventory is mega, super duper important stuff. But I'm going to say it like this. The core values topic here that we're going to discuss tonight will cause much more success when done correctly. And then we'll also create the opportunity to go do that sexy stuff and buy more inventory. Okay. Buy more inventory at a more rapid pace because you'll have more winning behind your belt. Okay. All those things are important, but take a step back. So you can work on defining your core values. Okay. So the way I like to say it is to slow down and work on the big stuff. Okay. The big stuff, because the big stuff will just kind of guide the little stuff and the little stuff kind of goes away. The little problems go away. So let's start like this. Well, let's explain what core values are for your business and what makes them so damn important. Like why the hell am I so passionate about this? So core Business values are a short list of like concepts or kind of like actions, I guess you could say, that are vital to achieve for your business, okay? And they're going to tend to be a little bit more altruistic than just make a good profit this year or, or drive sales up so I can quit my job, okay? Core values focus on what matters most, okay? If you are a reader, write this down, okay? A great book on this topic is written by Joe Calloway. It's called Be the Best at What Matters Most. It's a great book. The first chapter almost beats you to death with repetitiveness, uh, but it sets the rest of the book up. So go read that book. It's amazing. Be the Best at What Matters Most by Joe Calloway. Okay, here, let me, I'm going to give you some examples of core values, some kind of random, some real ones. Okay, so you can kind of get an idea of what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, so in my businesses, my number one core value is aim to positively impact a person's life or people's lives, right? So the number one thing I'm trying to do is make a positive impact on a person in one way or another, right? Can be, drop off a bounce house that's clean and on time and blah, 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 whatever. Can be, put up Christmas lights that work and are beautiful and are great and a great value, right? But can kind of go even further in depth from that where, Maybe you drop off and you see there's some turmoil going on. So not that you would give them a discount, right? But you do something extra special, just whatever it is to make uh, a positive impact in people's lives, okay? Another good one that I heard uh, from another entrepreneur friend of mine is they have finish hard to the end, okay? Pretty self-explanatory. Another one you could have is do the job correctly no matter what, okay? One that I kind of have, wording is different, but embrace the challenge like no matter what you over what, what you what you come up against you overcome okay find fun in the work or this is a famous facebook one move fast and break things so basically they wanted to evolve the company very quickly to where they break the algorithm they break the programming because they're trying to move as fast as they can okay move fast to grow okay another one from a shipping company that i believe is old dominion but i could be wrong on that is they have one that is on time and intact, right? They're a shipping company. It gets there on time and it gets there intact, okay? Those are examples of core values, right? Three to five of them for your business 
that you absolutely must have. Like there for you, there must haves in order to fulfill the mission of the business. But it's also the three to five things that you have to have present for you as the owner to be fulfilled in your business, right? So it's to me, it's almost kind of like a selfish thing. As in, I personally couldn't wake up and come to work for my own companies if the aim was not to positively impact other people's lives. Like that's my number one thing, like for me as a human being, right? So I just go ahead and make that the jump offs number one. And then that way I get to live into that every single day. Okay. Before we talk about how exactly you find your own core values, I think it's smart to talk about why this matters for attracting workers, right? So this is the third part in the four part team building series of attracting workers. Okay. So I want to make sure that we kind of drive home on the fact that this is a team building topic, not just uh, an important topic for a, a business or an entrepreneur. Okay. So why core values are so important. Our society that we live in continues to move and grow and evolve. Okay. The more our workers, um, how do I say this? Right. The, like the more recent their birth date gets, right. Or I guess you could say the younger that the, the workers get as, as we continue on through time, the more that they want to be a part of something versus have a job. Okay. So what I mean by that growing up me personally, like Back then, we just wanted the job. So we had the wage so we could like buy the things we wanted. Okay. Even if we didn't have things we wanted, like we still just like wanted the wage. Like you had to get a job. Like you just got a job. Right. Now people care about that a lot less. And it just continues to lower, in my opinion. Okay. Because they rather have a job where they feel fulfilled. Like they want to be fulfilled at a place that's going to make a difference. Like, all that stuff matters more than it ever used to. Okay. Workers will take a pay cut to go somewhere where they can help build a company and, or have their voice heard, their opinion heard and execute on their own ideas. Okay. They'll take lower pay because it's worth more to them. Okay. They don't care about what you pay them anymore. They now care about what they're going to help you accomplish plus what you're going to pay them. It's a two pronged approach. Okay? I just don't think you can just, I've heard stories of asinine pay structures that are so high. I don't even know how the person a makes a profit or B stays in business and they still can't keep workers. Like that's what I'm talking about here. doesn't matter what you pay them. If you don't have your, your company buttoned up and your vision buttoned up, they don't care. Okay. So this is where core values come in. This is why it's so important to team building. Okay. You have to have a vision and a way to communicate that vision that moves the employees to work. Like you have to inspire them. Okay. Period. If you don't agree with that, that's totally fine. It's one of the things I love about entrepreneurship, right? It's open to interpretation. Okay. But if you don't agree with that, you're going to go out of business. And I put period. Okay. Your vision that vision that inspires the employees lives inside of the core values. Without these core values as the guide, you're out here just guessing, okay? And the employees or the would-be employees can feel that, they can sense it, and they end up unloyal, they end up unreliable, and they're going to let you down. They're not going to show up. They're going to quit with no notice. You guys know all the horror stories. 
the core values are the secret sauce that keeps that all together. Okay, say it differently. The core values are the gravity inside the entrepreneur universe that binds all the elements of the team to one another. Without gravity, there is no universe. Okay, now you may be sitting here listening to me get all heated about core values. And thank you for that. So please subscribe. I appreciate it. But you might be saying this. All right, this dude is way too serious about this freaking bounce houses, man. Like I have three units and I started this as a side hustle. Okay, yes, you are 100% correct. I am way too freaking serious about the bounce houses. That is why I've accomplished what I've accomplished thus far. That is why I've crushed all the side hustlers, okay? I am not out here guessing. I stay true to my core values and I know exactly what they are. And I have 10 employees at the jump off to prove it, okay? I live my core values through a podcast about the fucking bounce house business that you guys all listen to. I put my core values out there to the public on a YouTube channel that now generates money and an insane amount of opportunity, okay? I have two new businesses literally in the works now that were founded and LLC'd within the last seven days, two of them that we're gonna launch in the next 30 days. And both of those businesses are gonna help you guys, okay, one way or another. I have another project that I'm going to launch in the next 60 days-ish, hopefully sooner, that will help you guys. And I think it's gonna be a smash success, okay? I have some things in talks for next year that could be huge. I'm working on two to three expansions. Like, okay, people write me all the time and they're like, I don't know how you have time for your family and your kids and your da-da-da. So I try to post that stuff on my story so you understand, like, I have a normal life. I just get all that stuff done. But it's not a secret how I do it. It's the values that guide the way. And those values are contagious, highly so, amongst the human beings that hear my voice. Success for others is more important to me than success, my own success, okay? And so what that means is the closer you revolve to the sun, the more abundant your opportunities will be, right? It's magnetism, but it's my core values that are creating that magnetism. Now, you wanna get yourself good workers, cool. You've gotta be recruiting them, like we talked about last week, okay? If you want good workers, you have to be doing great interviews, like we talked about two weeks ago, okay? But really, if we're really getting down to it, if you want great workers after you meet one and recruit them, and then interview them and decide they're a good fit, okay? You have got to be the person they want to follow, okay? They have to be moved to work with you. And that comes from the communication of your core values over everything else, okay? So how in the world do you communicate core values, okay? So everybody's different, okay? This is how I do it. This is not how you should do it. I'm just telling the story of how I do it, okay? This is not the right way. This is the right way for me, okay? For me, my core values are not plastered on the wall. They're not hung on the wall. They're not written anywhere. Actually, I take that back. There's one scrap of paper about this big, okay? It's taped to the little holder that holds my laptop at my office. It's written in pencil. Number three is erased and a new one is written in. On the back of the, it's ripped off of the yellow notepad. Okay, on the back of it, there's like random ass math 
and it's just scotch taped up. That's, that's the only place they're written in my entire organization. Okay. I don't have banners hanging. I don't, I don't even talk about them. Like I don't talk about it in meetings. I don't formally teach them to my guys. Okay. Instead, the way I approach this is I live them daily and I teach the guys why it's important to be patient with the customer so you can make a positive impact on them versus just stay on the schedule. I take a quick pause if things get too stressful and I figure out a way to try and lighten the mood and make it fun. My favorite way to do that is to film a video. Let's make a fucking goofy ass TikTok about me teaching you how to put up an extension ladder or whatever, okay? I will stop what I'm doing to make sure that small things are done correctly and we did it in the right amount of time, right? The extension cord runs along the fence and then is piled up behind the bounce house. The Velcro flap is laid down nice and neat on the front of the water slide. The tarp edges are crisp, like you get it. We move fast. And rather than stand there and hypothesize about what we're gonna do, okay? Plan planning is great, but over planning is just a freaking waste of everybody's time, okay? And you're better suited making adjustments on the battlefield, okay? And you can do that more accurately than standing in a circle talking about the battlefield. Like we just go, right? And then the fifth core value is the one that we quote, we do quote. Like that one is very much in the lexicon of the whole entire organization, especially at Let's Get Lit, my Christmas light company, okay? And that one is nothing is ever easy. So basically we embrace the challenge while realizing that the easy job is gonna get fucked somehow and it's gonna be hard. And, and then we just smile, we quote number five over and over and over. Nothing's ever easy, nothing's ever easy. Okay, so there you go. I just took you through my core values for all my businesses and I never actually even listed them or recited them other than I told you what the fifth one was. But okay, but that's my style. That's my personality. That's the way I am in my personal life. That's the way I've been in my professional life the entire time. Okay, I the jump off is growing fast and, and so is Let's Get Lit and some new things are coming. So I am going to tweak this strategy. I may start to be a little bit more literal with them. I just know how much you have to be careful in being literal with your core values, the way you communicate them, because uh, it can get cheesy really freaking fast. And I'm just not into cheesy. I can't do cheesy. I always wished I could. I just can't do it. Okay. Here's, here's why that happens. The employees will kind of start to roll their eyes at you, right? You stand, this is what they see. You're standing up on your ivory tower, preaching down to them, all these great altruistic things and they're just kind of like dude can we just go do our job and make money like maybe they just like to fucking put up christmas lights like just let them go put up christmas lights like you don't need to be preaching personally okay maybe you do i don't need to be preaching them because i just know i would just wear them out and and just wear them down super fast i've personally been a part of an organization where there's a massive oversaturation of the core values and it's cringy and got cringy really fast. And that company has 12, 12. That company has 12 of them. Okay. I'm teaching them three or five, they're 12. And then do it just like force fed to us through a spoon. And it was cringy super quickly. Okay. So instead, the directives that I put in place and the things I teach my team to do, all, all that stuff is just rooted in the core values. So I accomplish the same aim with the same emphasis as the literal way of doing it. It's just 
comes across more natural. It's lighter, like, right? That's a better way to put it. It's lighter. It's not so burdensome where it's like, they're going to be want, running around thinking about like, I've got to make a positive impact today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not out here like making the whole damn crew get just go tattoos. Okay. Okay. It's my actions that they can see it in. It's my teaching that they can feel the core values. In. It's the passion, the absolute utter passion I have for people that will come through and make the core values shine bright, even though they're not taught for me. Okay. In the end, everybody's completely different. So what I do will very likely not be what you do, but just realize if you're not making moves in this arena daily, hourly, hourly, you're falling behind, like you're falling behind. And that's just, that's just how important core values are. There's no way to overstate it. So how in the world do you go about finding your core values? So step one is to realize you need to start tomorrow. Okay. If you want to build something real and build something special that lasts, start tomorrow. All right. No, it's not too early. No, your business is not too small. I, I made mine back when I, I might've had zero bounce out. Uh, Michelle bought two bounce houses before we launched. So I probably had two bounce houses when I made mine. Yes. It's that freaking important. Okay. So in a second, we can have you guys unmute and I would love to do a little core values discovery type little workshop. Okay. We can talk through it. I'm totally super, super duper into this. Okay. And, and I would love, absolutely love nothing more than to answer questions and help you guys kind of find some, some things that are important to you that you can make your core values. Okay. But tomorrow start with a blank paper in front of you and start listing the things that are so, so, so important to you. You literally can't live without them. Okay. You have to think big. You have to think big, really big. Okay. What is the one thing that drives you more than other, anything else in the entire world, right? The things that will get you out of bed every day for the rest of your life, no matter what happens. It can be, well, here, let me tell you what it can't be. So it shouldn't be something like, uh, I want to build something special for my kids. That's cool and cute and all, but it's highly likely your kids are going to want to build their own shit, especially if they watch you build this. They're going to want to build their own stuff. So don't fool yourself. Your kids probably don't want anything to do with this. Okay. It cannot, you cannot have a core value. That is, I want to make enough money to quit my job. Okay. That is a goal. That is a goal. That is not a value. The reason that's a goal, not a value is that it can be accomplished. Your values can never, ever, ever, ever be accomplished. Okay. My number one is to make a positive impact on people's lives. There's 8 billion lives. I promise you, I can never finish. No matter how successful I may end up, I can never finish. Okay. My number two core value is if you aren't having fun, make it fun. I'm never done chasing that. Like I'm never not consciously thinking about to make sure that it stays fun. Like it's just always there and can never, ever, ever, ever be accomplished. Okay. The core value guides you forever. Okay. Make $1 million. That's a goal. Get 100 units in your inventory. That's a goal. Bring fun to everyone is something that lasts forever, okay? That can never be accomplished, okay? That is a good core value. What are the aims that you have that will you can always, always be focused on that you can't accomplish, okay? And you may notice here that the core values are the path to the goals, okay? You want to scale your business large enough to quit your job, well, if you had the core value and, this, and if this was super important to you, 
of, and you focused heavily on, bringing fun to everyone, that would sure as hell help you in accomplishing your goal of quitting your job, right? Because it would lead to success, okay? So I would love to have some brave soldiers here unmute and talk for in just a second, okay? I'm asking nicely so we can talk and have a little bit of a conversation. I would absolutely love it, okay? But there you go. That, my friends, is how you attract and retain good workers. I know that whole entire rant felt like it wasn't about workers, but I promise you that is the secret sauce to get the workers. Because when you can talk about this stuff and you can be about this stuff, it creates like an aura around you where they understand that they're not just going to a job to make money. They're going to, they're going to change the world. Like that, they, They're setting out today to go change the world this much, but they're going to change the world, right? I wish that this stuff was like super tactical, like black and white. But it's just, it's just not, dude. I wish it was, but it's just not. The world is gray and the path to success looks the same shade to me, right? It's all subtle, it's all nuanced, and it just doesn't work in a literal form, okay? It's about defining your core values, living to them, running the business to them, and communicating them to the team so they're part of something that is fulfilling and brings them purpose, that, my friends, is the way you build a strong freaking team. The core values piece is the absolute most important part of team building, no matter what. There we go. Cheers. Here's the core values. All right, let me get some uh, let me get some stuff rearranged here so I can see your beautiful faces. And we can chat a little bit. I hope that wasn't too intense or intimidating. I didn't mean for it to be, but I, uh, I get really passionate about that kind of stuff. Cause I think, um, I think two things, I think number one, it's the path to success. Like I just, I really, 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 really think that. And then number two, I think it is under, like, it's never spoken about, like it's never talked about, it's never taught, it's never, like maybe you picked up a book that was about that randomly or something, but like, it's just never out there in the open. Nobody ever talks about that. Um, and, and as I continue to get more and more and more and more and more questions in my life, more of them are around the employees that I have or how I got them or et cetera. Right. And, and what I just took you through is the answer to almost all of those questions. And you can see how I can't just type that into a Facebook comment. Like that's just something different. It's just, it's just too much to handle. You know what I mean? Hey, Nick, now, now that um, you're presented by Foam Daddy, is Foam Daddy sending you cases of beer? No. I, I, where's Paul? I need some, I need some Foam Daddy. <laughs> uh, no, they're not. They, I, have a, I do have two Foam Daddy um, cups, but they're, I, I should have brought one to drink out of it today. I didn't even think about that. They change colors. You put water in it, and it changes to blue. They're cool. But no, the jump-off buys my beer, so. which is cool. Jump-off bought my wine. It's a write-off, right? Yeah, oh, my little thing you want really show it Now I'll go first on on uh, core values, and it's the reason how I got into the business too. Um, I mean, I, I always put myself as a customer, and there's times my guys are like, "Ah, let's just do it like this." Like, who cares? Or and I'm like, "Bro, I we used to be a customer before." So I always I always say, "Great, great customer service and clean units, no matter what." No matter what, there's no way around cleaning. 
even if it looked clean at pickup, you're still going to blow it up and you're still going to clean it no matter what. Um, yeah, maybe it's double work. People are like, oh, it's double work. I don't do that. Or, um, oh, I clean at deliver. Nope. It, it's if, if it's back to back, we'll still clean it there, but it got to it got to, to go through the cleaning protocols. And my cleaning protocols are vacuuming and sanitizing um, no matter what, no matter what. And um, there's there's times because uh, because that's how I got into it. Uh, I used to be a customer. I used to get people canceling on me. I used to get dirty. I used to get so many dirty units when I would rent so many. They would smell like feet. They'd smell like ass. They smell like dirty water. They smell like a McDonald's playground. I got tired of it. I got tired of it because I was like, why am I paying this much? And it's dirty. So I bought my own bounce. I bought my own bounce thinking I'm going to save money throughout, you know, my kids' birthdays. And then I had people wanting to rent. And then, you know, you know, hey, let me borrow it. And then bing, that's how my company started. So, but great customer service because as i said previous experiences i had a i had a, co- a company one time they were so late to my party dropping off to my sons like they literally showed up not even an hour like probably a couple of minutes before people were it was just, they told me they're gonna come at 12 they didn't get there to like like 3 30 it was just like i i kept getting that a lot and 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 I, I tell my guys, like, if, if you can't talk to people or you you can't communicate with people or you think you're just going to come for just a quick buck, like, you're wasting my time because you got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to do customer service. You got to know how to handle situations. And we're always going to deliver clean stuff. Same thing with tarps. Like, my guy's like, ah, oh, the tarp looks good. It's like, don't matter. Got to get, got to get washed. That's not my style. We don't do that. There's, there's really nothing that doesn't matter buddy that's not <laughs> gotta wash it that's that's just what we do we Dude, don't give we don't send we don't send dirty shit out we don't like like how simple are both of those things but when you have them as high up in your you know world as the core values of the business you know they're gonna like that's all that freaking matters it's all that freaking matters exactly what Jesus. kind of growth is both the both of those things done correctly will make your life easier your company more profitable your clients happier your referrals bigger like bro it's there you go done 40 percent. i have about 125 google reviews i want to say 40 maybe even half every review says clean unit great unit it's either about service the other 60s about great service and communication. The other 40s about super clean unit, super clean. Like every, and then you, if you go look at competitor reviews, which I tend not to give a show about my competitors, but you go look, which I'm, I'm shitting on all, all of them in reviews. Even people that have been around for 10 years, you don't really see clean unit, clean, 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 clean. Mine, I take pride. I'm like clean unit, clean unit. Even, even new guys that I'm hiring, the way, Opening day or training day, I call it training day, is a clean day. That's that's how, like, this is how you're going to clean. This is the standard. This is how you're going to roll. Like, I don't take them to the field unless they can, if they can handle a cleaning day, the way I want it done, then maybe we'll talk. Legit. But that's that's the way I do it. 
that's legit. Yeah. I think it, it's so beautiful because how effective it'll be, yet how simple it is. But to make things simple is the hardest thing that you can do. And and yeah, bro, that's awesome. Thank you, thank you, Al. Thank you. Appreciate you. Who's anybody else got questions or 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 uh, never thought about this before? Needs some coaching, I guess you could call it, like whatever. Brave soldiers, where you? I was going to say, uh, just to add on to what Al said, is that when we get all the compliments, honestly, is just a communication. And then B is just like, you know, being like kind, you know, and just doing, you know, doing your job and not, you know, I don't know. It's like, we've gotten so many compliments over the years and it's like, you know, saying they've rented for someone else. They tried us and they had a great experience with us because we were nice or we were on time or whatever. And um, it's like for us, granted, we've never rented from another company, but it's like, we're just doing our jobs. Like we don't, we don't feel like we do anything special, but if you look at like our reviews and, and our customers, you know, you know, we, for the most part, we've got a really high satisfaction, I guess you want, you want to call it. Um, the other thing that this could be an entire topic for a night if you really wanted, but learning how to make promises about making promises is also like a huge skill that I've learned from doing this business. And if you can like, you know, use it, you know, it's like, for example, just like, you know, adding time, you know, it's like, you know, it'll be delivered, it'll be delivered Friday, you know, it, it, I don't know exactly what time it'll be delivered, you know, sometime between, you know, 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. because that's when our trucks go out. And some people do the exact time, like I know Nick does exact time. That's great, but it's not, it just doesn't work for what we do. But just learning how to make promises and we understand like blows happen, trucks break down, you know, guys show up late, people oversleep, you know, so learning out how to make promises, you know, and big, you know, sometimes we still have those, you know, set up by 9.30 a.m. jobs, don't get me wrong. It's just that we, like, focus a little bit more on them because they're the ones with deadlines versus the ones that are anytime. So we always lean towards anytime deliveries. It doesn't cost any more to get a special time, but it's a lot harder on us, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, we, we're, we're the same. Our communication is, generally speaking, on our Google reviews. Uh, we're about to hit 200. We're close. Uh, ours is communication. It's like the, the thing that's mentioned the most, like, um, and, and that's like, and I don't know why that is, uh, I think that's the, I think that's the make a positive life thing. Cause I, I remember kind of renting before, like my wife always rented and like, and I worked all over the fucking place and worked way too much. So I like, I was never here, but they would drop them at Friday on Friday and like my dad would have to walk over and Michelle would have to like coordinate it. And I remember it being super stressful. And so like when I started the business, I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to tell people what time I'm going to be. There. I'm going to make a schedule anyway. Yeah. It's on that schedule. Not, not that I think you should do this. Like that's, uh, uh, it can cause stresses for sure. It's definitely the hard way to do it, but it was just kind of like, dude, I want to make that positive impact on them to where it's like, they know we're going to be there at 9:45, and so to start looking for us at 9:40, right? And we're a bounce house company. Like when we show up on time, <laughs> the other weekend uh, we had a last minute rental that fell onto a third truck, and so I just ran that third truck. It was literally one slide, and so uh, I told Cassie, I'm like, just tell the guy I'll be there at 8:30. Their thing doesn't start till 12, but I'll just be there at 8:30. That way I can kind of knock it out, be good to go. And I got there at 8:29, and I pull up. I had the window down because it was still kind of early in the morning, and he's like. Holy shit, dude. 
I've never had a bounce house guy on time ever. And you're one, like, you're like on time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, my, all my trucks are on time. They were on time or early. Unless something Nick, happens. Do you, do you ever get people like surprised that you're the owner and they like, just act like you're a celebrity? Yeah. Like the you're the owner. Oh my God. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not like, you know, like, it's just like, I'm just doing like, like, like the other guy said, I'm just doing my job. I actually had a, pe- a person say, thank you for showing up before. I'm like, who are you doing business with? Like, <laughs> like, who I never, are you? I never tell before. them I'm the owner. Yeah. I, I mean, well, my name's Al and my company's Al's Fun Houses. So people <laughs> kind of put two and two together. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. That's me. I'll change your name. Yeah, if you're the owner, you don't get tips, man. No, my guys get tips. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Shit. I don't take the tips either. But I normally get tips when my daughter's with me. Um, yeah, my son too. They my come out. Yeah, yeah, they come out and they, they see my daughter working, and they're like, "Oh, here you guys go," and I'll be like, "That's for her." <laughs> they're like, "Go buy some burgers for you and, and the little guy." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah, I always like my ego sucks, so I always tell them like I have like I don't like say it you know what i mean but like they ask him i was like yes like but the, i try to like defer to the other guys like yeah i am like you know i'm just here to hold the clipboard like he does the hard work over here like, yeah that's what i say really here, <laughs> you know i just i just walk behind and like a point you know yeah and one nice thing though about like i've been doing for so long you know and also like the nice thing if you can keep your guys you know obviously everyone wants to keep retainment right um they'll memorize setups like previous customers you'll memorize it um oh, yeah. it's weird to think because you do you do a hundred of them right but for example i worked uh last weekend because four of our guys were on like a boys trip or something like that we hired a lot of friends so whatever um so anyways i worked you know the fill in and it's like i did a uh block party whatever you want to call it but it's like in the park you know it's like i get there and i go oh i've done you guys for the last two years and I go, it goes right there, there, and there. The other thing I started doing too um, is I put a lot of our events, I take pictures when I'm at there. And on our website, we've got a gallery page, you know, and I've just put a crap ton of pictures of events, right? Because it's like, we're doing, we're doing quite a few, don't get me wrong, but it's like, it's enough that's like constantly add more, you know? Sometimes you forget if a lot of our employees don't like the, or don't take pictures or they forget, you know, it's just not something standardized for them. But I try to do it when I do it. Anyways, long-winded, um, but I added the picture last year when I did it, and so I pull up my phone, and I go, oh, this is your event from last year. This is exactly how it did. So just the same layout, show the customer that, and they're like, oh, yeah, exactly. And why this is so nice is it is uh, – I have to be careful about this, but it's very sometimes annoying when the customer is watching over you while you're setting up. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it, but it's like, they will watch you the entire time because they want it to all be perfect. But if you just be like, yeah, I know where everything goes, they'll go do their own thing, you know, and just let you like get to it, um, which is super nice. But also, you know, back to the customer service. Um, I've said this before, but being able to understand, like there's two types of customers here, or typically two. There's the one who's ran these events a million times 
especially when they ran through us a million times, right? And so they're not concerned at all. So they just, they literally, they say, here you go, go. And they're so damn busy, they don't have time to deal with you. So they go and they do anything else. In fact, it's impossible to, get to find them when you need to sign the contract and then finish up paper, paperwork, right? And so like that can be frustrated, right? Frustrating. So they'll just keep walking away from me. It's like, okay, you signed. Now I gotta give you a receipt after they've already walked away from me. So, okay, anyways, give me two minutes. But then on the flip side, You'll have the people that just won't leave you. And it's like, they ask you to move it. And then they, they like want to complain, like, why is setup taking so long? Well, it's because you are watching me and I had to move it, like readjust five times. You know, oh my God, I'm going to start ranting. But when you, when, you know, I ask them every time, you know, is this where you want it? And they say, yes, stake it down. And then they decide to change your mind. Oh my God. Okay, anyways. <laughs> All right. my, my favorite is when it's, you go set up somewhere and uh, like you pull up to the house. And like the cars are out front and one of them is the sheriff car. And you're like, oh God. Because the sheriff, the sheriff guy at the backyard party is like the whole time doing this. Like, bro, you don't even know what I'm doing. Stop looking at me like I'm a, like yeah. you're a cop, dude. That or like even if I pull up and it's a sheriff's house and if I'm running like a like so I've got we got a couple of trailers, but I've got enclosed box truck and a utility trailer, like exactly what you run, but the foot high walls, you know, I don't have the extension. Anyways. It's like, if I'm pulling up with the extension walls, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're going to say something. Or it's like, you know, just like, like, you know, no one else thinks this way, but it's like, when you do it long enough, you know, it's like, oh, you know, he could probably, no one knows. Everyone thinks they weigh more than they do. So it kind of looks like you're really heavy, but you're, you are heavy, but you're not. Yeah. That doesn't make sense at all. But like, even just like, or like in the box truck, because that's when that requires DOT numbers. So it's just like, just like stuff like that, where it's like, they're going to start getting cozy, but I've never had anyone do anything about it and i've only ever been stopped by dot once and they're like cool cool and then let me go so i don't, know. I don't even know if we have that in louisiana like some of the stuff i see driving around is shocking yeah if you guys if your guys are over 18 that you have working like running trucks just get them dot health cards all they do is they go in they piss in a cup and then they um do a vision test and like a physical and so then they'll get this little health card and this is a the United States thing. Like you can get one that will allow you to drive out of state and get you one that's just for in-state. The place I go, it's the same cost to go in-state or out-of-state. So we just get the out-of-state one so then they can go to Wisconsin if they need, I guess. But um, get that from that way. If they ever get pulled over in your truck and they, were, they realize that you're running a commercial truck and if your weight is over 10,000 pounds, if you don't have a health card then they can give you a fine for that, you know, and that's, and then you go back to like you check DOT numbers if you're over 10,000 pounds on your GVWR gross vehicle weight rating. Uh, and that's the weight rating from the manufacturer on the trucks, not not what you register in the DMV because we have a box truck. It's a Ford E350 cube van. It's a dually box truck, 16 foot box, right? Um, I was driving that truck when I was under 18 because I'm owner's kid. That's just what you do, right? Um, so we registered the truck at 10,000 pounds. So on our license plate, it says that can hold 10,000 pounds. That's our GVW. GVWR, that sticker in the door jam, sends, says uh, 12.5, I want to say, 11.5. It's like barely over 10, you know? Anyways, you get stopped by DOT one day, and it's like they do a level one inspection on me, and I explain to them, you know, I'm like, I'm just, you know, running a truck for my dad, you know, and I go, this is the, and I, and I know my DOT stuff pretty decent. I go, you know, we've, we deregistered it because we haul bulk. We don't hire, we don't haul weight. We hire, we, you know, our inflatables are large, but they don't weigh that much, you know? And I said, I'm under 10,000 pounds. And the time was actually unloaded. 
Uh, but anyways, told the guy, and so he basically says, you can't drive this truck for commercial use. So I go, I bring the truck back, and I go rent an identical box truck from a rental company, and I'm able to drive that because it's for personal use. You can drive up to 26,000 pounds on a Class D license for personal use, which that box truck was rented under my name. So you love to see it, I guess. But I don't know. Long story. Yeah, long story. But that was good, though. That was good. That was all funny stuff. Yeah, that's uh, uh, I'm just glad I live in Louisiana. Like the longer I live here, the more I'm like, nah, dude, I ain't moving because we get we get we get to like get away. I'm going to jinx myself, but we get to, we can do whatever we want. Like the number of trailers you see driving around here without license plates and lights would shock you. And it's just like commonplace. Like nobody even cares. Good stuff. OK, other questions. Anybody else got questions or anything? Oh, I didn't even check the Facebook. Somebody loves to jump off backdrop. There you go. That might have been from a long, long time ago. Yeah, I knew this was going to be kind of like a heavy content, like where, uh, uh, or heavy concept, where um, it's not like this isn't like a light, fun episode. You know what I mean? Like core values is like a, a whole thing. Like it's like a book. Like somebody needs to write a book on it. I'm sure there's a book. I'm sure there's a zillion books on it. But um, just as I was thinking through, uh the hiring thing and the interviewing thing and recruiting thing i'm like dude like this is the answer like like this is the answer and i didn't know how to present it in a way that would like uh like garner a big uh uh audience or or you know because it's just like i just know it's heavy and sticky and brutal so um i would love to stay on the topic but i don't want to bully you guys to death so uh if you guys have questions or or want some advice please 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 get it um if not we can go start we could talk about some other fun stuff we could tell some fun stories or whatever this is the biggest facebook though shout out to you facebook you guys are awesome adair yes bro question. hang on one second hang on one second freddie we'll get to it uh adair said you got any 4xl shirts yes Fuck yes, I did i made you one adair it's ready today i didn't have time to pick them up because I, I was finishing up the show prep but I'll be picking up tomorrow. So I need you to get in my DMs and give me your uh, address. I'm sure I have it in the jump off store, but, but give me your address, bro. I got a shirt coming to you, specially made literally for you. All right, what you got? What you got, Freddie? So I'm, I'm <coughs> posting on Facebook to see if um, I can get someone to work. And um, I got two guys that are interested. They're my, they're my old time friends back in the day when we used to do bad stuff <laughs> so um one of them obviously is better friends than the other one but anyways they both they both work so now is it a smart idea to hire friends because i get mixed feelings and i i had people in my inbox like yo don't hire your friends and i'm just like i want to get to the point where i can just Go, go set up this bounce house. I'm not doing it today. I'm staying home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a slippery slope, like between hiring friends and hiring family. Um, there's, there's definitely pros to it, right? Because you know, that person, like you, you kind of already have an idea of quote unquote, how to manage them, I guess you could say, because you know them so well, whereas you hire a stranger, I mean, bro, you might be hiring a guy that's a murderer. You don't even know, right? Like, you do an interview to try and find out, but like, you don't really freaking know the person. Um, but then on the flip side, like the, the cons are going to be to separate the relationship 
a personal relationship from the professional side of what needs to be accomplished is not easy. Um, I have hired, let's see, I know I hired my friend and roommate when I was like 19. Yeah, I was probably 19. I might've been 20 um, back in corporate universe. Um, and it was very, very hard because it, not that I couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. Um, like I, I went out to, I was like, all right, bro, I'm going to go grab lunch, dinner, whatever. I don't know. I was at the mall. And I come back and he's got a chair behind the counter sitting down doing his homework, like while we're open for business and like, and we're a sales company, like we make commission. I'm like, Cole, bro, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, the guy that I used to work for, he like used to let me do my homework. If it was slow. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, no, I'm like, no offense to hit the other old guy, but no, bro. Like, no, like we got to do work. Like, we got to do work. Um, and it was, he was like taking a mile. You know what I mean? I wasn't giving an inch, but he was still taking a mile because we were homies. Um, but I did kind of, uh, I guess you could say pull him aside. Right. Uh, and just kind of talk to him. Be like, bro, like I just had to explain to him how serious I am about this, how serious I am about everything how he's getting paid and I need him to do the things he's getting paid for because if he doesn't do them, then I've got to do them. Whereas if I just hire some random 16 year old off the street and pay them, like they'll do the things I need him to do. Um, and he was a really, really, really good dude. So uh, he shaped up and was a great help uh, for the rest of the year until he moved back home um, at summertime when the semester ended. So, so it really comes down to if you think that they can handle it and you think you can handle it. And if you, if you do think so on that, basically what you've got to do is no matter what you have to put your personal relationship ahead of the professional needs of the company, I guess you could say where it's like, you have to choose the love over the money where, where, uh, you have the tough conversation to sacrifice the personal relate. I'm sorry, to sacrifice the professional relationship to save the personal relationship. Like you got to put the personal relationship above the, the, the professional stuff. Um, I did hire a buddy, a buddy, not like super close friend um, at the jump off pretty early on. Um, and we, we, we did, we did pretty damn good. Um, but I will tell you, it's hard to say no to them. When they come at you for more money, when they come at you for they need Fourth of July off, it's just harder to freaking say no to somebody that is your friend. So it's that that's why the reason people are telling you never to do it or don't ever do it is just because it is complicated and tough. So it's like it's just easier to avoid. Does that help? I was just yeah. Gonna- add on to um okay from my personal experience now granted i this is like in high school and doing this and i'm a freshman in college so i'm pretty young um but i've hired a lot of my friends over the years um there's pros and cons to it the biggest pro though is my company is not very big so you're hiring someone and you already know exactly what to expect because you know the person um and so make sure you hire people that you trust to go out and do your stuff and it's going to care about it as much as you do or as much as you expect an employee to do. Right. Um, but again, the consequences like, you know, whenever they, they do mess up, you know, then it really sucks. Um, but I will say though, it's like the benefit I prefer having friends because I'd rather work with my buddies. You know um, I think the job goes by a lot faster. I think they have a more enjoyable time. So work on their friends. Right. Um, 
but you have to make sure that they care, you know, and you have to be able to have the conversation with them. Like, you know, a good example of it was at the start of this year, the summer, um, I was kind of filling in a little bit, you know, as we got people trained in. Uh, I So just a reference, I'm not really doing it this year, uh, doing internships. So I kind of do office stuff in the background, um, but I'm not really doing delivery stuff. Um, I do maintenance some some weekends when I go home. Otherwise, a little gather every weekend. Um, so anyways, back to my uh, story. Uh, so yeah, basically, I set up a carnival with these guys. And it's like, we're finishing up the carnival. And I got all these guys or all my guys you know, saying that everything looks good. You know, they're, they're packing up the truck. And it's like, I go through it. And I'm like, there's still seeds from the trees, you know, that go in them. And I go, guys, we're set up inside the gym right now. Okay. I go. Explain to me how a tree can have a seed fall through the damn roof into my inflatable. And I go, and I'm like, you know, number one, right? I always want my stuff, you know, to be clean, you know, because that's the type of, you know, rep- representation I want, right? But number two, look at where you guys are at right now, okay? We're doing a school in my backyard. I mean, this is five minutes away from my warehouse, right? So, Tell me, where's all my potential customers? Like, where, where are the customers that I'm targeting right now? Are they the ones that are 30 minutes away? Are the ones that don't even know I exist? Or are they the ones that are at this, going to the school carnival that's going to use all my equipment? Do you want them to get on something that I have that's dirty or, you know, it doesn't look well? And so I kind of explained that to them. So I sent them all back through and reclaimed every single unit there. And I go, you know, you guys, you guys are all paid by the hour. Take another 10 minutes and clean them right. So anyways, that's, that's the other thing. It's just like, you know, be able to give constructive feedback. Um, the important thing though, too, is not to make them feel like shit, I guess is, is obvious as it sounds like you don't be like, you know, like you guys are idiots for it, you know, but, but definitely do tell them like where they're messing up and what they can do to fix it. And, and also like hold back your emotions. Like don't get, don't act like you're upset. Just call, tell, call it out of those, I guess. They respect that. Oh, mutual yeah. respect goes a long way. Yeah, you you come in, you come in in the beginning strict and a uh, uh, borderline a dick. It's easier to to nicen up versus come in nice in the beginning. And right, I learned that a long time ago. So uh, if you've got like if I hire uh, if I hire a new guy that I think is kind of going to be like a jokester, I'm a lot stricter and harder on them in the beginning and then i'll loosen up but like you kind of set it in motion and then if they get out of line like real quick you can just like look at them like you've already set the expectation right they're like whoop they button right back up versus the opposite and so i think a version of that with your friends would go a long way would go a long way yeah i don't know if i would hire like a close like a close buddy like a close friend i don't know if i would or not my gut tells me I kind of wouldn't like I would. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would. Cause, cause it is, it is very, it just makes everything complicated. You know, my situation yeah. too is also a little different because on the flip side though, it's like, I'm second, like I'm second in command, how you want to call it. Right. Especially when I'm running. Right. But it's like at the end of the day, the person who signs their paycheck will be the owner. Right. All and right. so it's like when there's a big conflict, there's a big issue and it still goes to owner. So I guess it's more like a manager being friends with them. I don't know how to explain it, but that's the other flip side. It's like it's still the owner 
there's still a higher level, I guess. Than me. But, yeah. Yeah. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna look for someone, try to. Because I've had a lot of people message me. Hey, man, looking for some extra work. You think I can work with you? And I'm like, bro, you used to do like cocaine off of strippers' asses when I was hanging out with you. Like, like, bro, like I you party too much. I don't trust you to to come to work. I just don't. Like, or it's like when, when customers like, oh, I thought about doing this. I'm like, bro, bro, no, you didn't. Like, stop. You like right. you can't. But anyways. If I if I'm looking for somebody like I've had the same two guys. It's 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 my my best friend's stepbrother. Uh, he has no work experience. College kid. I saw him in the gym, squatting five fifty. Check mark. He can do bounces. Kind of a meathead, but now he knows everything. So if I want a weekend off, he can run everything. But. I kind of check Mark off. They could even handle it. Of course, with younger people, you kind of worry if they're going to show up, which that's probably your biggest issue, right, Nick? Like, is this young guy going to show up or not? No, my and dude, then, my uh, dude, I did have uh, two guys that were running the same truck, no call, no show, the same day. Happened <clears throat> one time. And, and uh, Trevor, who I just promoted to manager last week, Trevor, Trevor goes, what do you want me to call him? Like, because we couldn't get a hold of him. And I was like, or no, he said, do you want me to buzz up to their house or something? I remember. And I was like, I looked him in the face and it was just like one of those moments. So it was like defining moments where I said, fuck them. Where are the keys? And I just went yeah. and I texted my wife. I said, not coming home for breakfast. And I jumped in the truck and I ran the entire drop off route. Uh, Drop off and it was a Sunday, so it was a sucky route, dude. It was drops and picks, but I ran the entire thing myself. I was like, nope, I'm gonna fly solo. He's like, well, do you want to see if we can get? I said, nope, just get me the keys, bro. I'm good. You guys need to roll out to be on time. I need to roll out to be on time. I'm gonna fly solo. Fuck them. And it was like, yep. I turned a negative into a positive. You know what I mean? Uh, you got you got to set the expectations because I've had even that kid. You know, never had a job. Uh, baseball player, he's he's done like sometimes you know, like I'm a jokester, and sometimes you gotta set the tone, even even if he knows how to do everything, even if he if he you got like you gotta lead by example, like you said, you can't be a dick. If you're a dick, or if you, if don't do anything you wouldn't do, like you know don't don't be a, a dick, and then you can keep people. Don't don't. Um, but yeah, you got to set the example for, for these guys. Like that was one time, like he, he did a no call, no show. And I was blowing him up and I was like, you know what? I said the same thing. I was like, I'm leaving without you. And it's all right. He called me apologizing. So that was more in the early on things. And, 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 you know, your employees, no one's perfect. Everyone's gonna, you know, have call-ins and everyone's gonna just don't, don't be like Israel freaking firing three guys for standing around for five minutes. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Bro, don't be was, like that. That's just thing. being a, I don't know if he was being serious, but that's just being a dick. I like, do. don't be that guy. You, you, and that's the thing about people. Like, I know that I know some business owners, like, I buy my guys food all the time. I don't care because I'm going to eat. Like, I'm going to buy you food. Like, I ain't going to be a dick. I ain't going to be like, hey, bring a sandwich and I'm going to. 
buy you some drinks. No, we're gonna you eat you. I you need your employees more than they need you, to be honest. Because yeah. you do, especially if you have a big operation, you need them more. So you gotta pay them and you gotta treat them right and have the expectation, set the standard. Um, and then know know when to be boss, know when to be kind of friend because you're gonna end up being friends with them you're gonna end up being friends with all of them and you're gonna end up knowing everything they do and my guys are yeah. to me so I'm like, I'm like low-key their dad or their uncle or something but yeah, the cool cool uncle with the mcr yeah, 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 yeah. but uh yeah like the other day we had uh it was on friday we had an event where it was um a good size bounce house but still just a bounce house or uh, sorry combo and then a dual lane 18 foot and um, two of my guys actually work for another uh, inflatable company too. And they had like, bro, not joking. They dropped 19 units on Friday. And then Trevor's out of town. And then it just kind of worked out to where there was like no other drivers. And so I was like, fuck it, dude, I'll just go grab it. And I say, like, well, just wait, bro. Just wait till we get done with our 19 units. And I come, it'll be like 730, but I can come help you pick it up like, you, you, you don't need to roll the, the, the 18-foot dual lane by yourself. And I was like, bro, I appreciate that so much. You're good. You're good. Just just go about your day. I'm going to go solo roll it. And I had to go pick up my little girl from camp. So bring I had to bring my four-year-old. Well, she's about to be five. But I had to bring her with me to go pick these up from this, uh, this summer camp. You know? But it was just kind of like, dude, there's no better culture-building moment than – the owner of the company, like, like, right. I don't deliver that often. I don't pick up that often. I don't run routes that often. Like they all go to the guys they all want the hours. Right. Uh, uh, but then when, when something's up and it's hard to get a guy that I'm readily available to not only go pick units, but pick two up. No, I'm sorry. It was an obstacle course. It wasn't a combo. It was an obstacle course. I'm ready to go pick up, uh, uh, 40 foot obstacle course and a dual lane 18 footer by myself. You know what I mean? That sends a message to the freaking team where it's like, not only do I still got it, but I still care that much. And I'm not going to be out there begging them or, or, or. Yeah. Hell yeah. I got you guys. Like you guys all got shit going on. You're out of town. You got this, you got that, whatever. And so we had another thing, like a Friday thing, whatever, you know, and then, Saturday, same deal. Like we had a huge fucking Saturday, three full trucks. Um, and like all the shit, like there was a, so whatever. So like, my dude, I took a route. I took a route with a new guy where I had to drive too. Usually when I ride with the guys, I, I make them drive, but I took a route with a new guy. Dude ran the whole thing. It was like 4 trillion degrees outside. Oh yeah. I've been that fucking cooked in so long. You know what I mean? And then, Came home, showered, chilled for a second, started the laundry, uh, made my kids lunch, then had to bounce, go drop my little daughter off at the gym with my wife, then go run a phone party, uh, the first, our first phone party, our first staff phone party with the phone daddy cannon. Uh, and I brought two of my guys like just in case. I'm like, both y'all just come. You know what I mean? So like that was like a grueling ass day. But like, dude, that sent such a message to the crew where it's like, boss man can, will still get down if needed. Like that's it feels yeah. good, right? Going out there and showing showing them what's up. Like that's the way I, I'm I'm like you, Nick. Like if my guy can't do everything on his own, 
then I don't want it. What's the point of having you? Um, but you know, I, I usually run with my guy, that college guy or his dad, his dad actually works with me too. He goes to the gym too. He's like, man, he he saw what kind of money my college kid was making. He's like, dude, I kind of want some of that too. He's like, my wife spends all my money. I was like, Hey, yeah, I need an extra helper. All right. But, um, yeah, like I, I kind of like, I'm the, like you say, clipboard guy and customer service and. And sometimes I have to show my guys what's up because I'm like, dude, like, I was doing this shit by myself before you, buddy. Like, I can still do this shit. And you have to because they respect you more like that. If you're going to be a guy who's just going to be pointing what to do, you know, they I won't. say that all the time. That's like low-key one of my catchphrases where if if there's a couple guys out of town or or uh, like Ryan said, I, I hire like a lot of my crew are all friends with each other. And so there was a time where they all went to the beach recently. Like they all, but they like, bro, they're so diehard. Like I'm so fucking lucky. Like they planned their trip like Tuesday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday or something. It's like, so they wouldn't miss the weekends because they didn't want to miss the jump off or whatever. Uh, but we still had events during that. And they're like, bro, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go fucking do it myself. Like, don't, <laughs> don't think, like, watch me. Watch me at some point in time because all the stars aligned. Need to go drop seventeen units on a Saturday alone. Watch it happen and watch me fucking do it. Like, bro, I can run this whole company. You know, this we're sizable now. We're not huge, right? But we're sizable now. Like, bro, I I can do it all by myself. I'll do it all by my fucking self if I need to. Like, and I say it like, dude, I don't miss a beat. Like, and I just change the subject. Like, go right about the random conversation because, like, I don't just say it for for effect. Like, I literally mean it. I can, I can do this all myself if I need to. Like I'm good. Yeah, my dad's 54 doing, doing you know school carnivals by himself and all this shit. It's like hell yeah, bro, so badass. Yeah, I need uh, I need to vent a little bit, boys and girls. Oh boy, oh boy, dude, I'm I'm literally losing my freaking mind. I shit you not, I had a credit card mishap with my internet provider. They're the only provider of internet in my area. So I can't even cancel. I can't, like, I'm so mad, man. I can't go with anyone else. I've been dealing with this stuff since three o'clock in the morning, 3 a.m. I woke up trying to do this. And literally, I've had people, I, they, they, they scheduled me for different times. They, they put a, they gave me a promotion, messed up. That was cool. But then it literally ruined the rest of my day because. There was mess ups, cancellations. Three times I waited for a technician today to get canceled on. And then the last time I paid extra money for them to come here between seven and eight. And he just literally wrote in the notes that I that he called me, never called me, and that I scheduled to tomorrow. So it's like for five or six tomorrow. And I'm just I'm just losing. I'm like defeated. Like I almost want to cry. Like I'm like, I'm like, I'm so I'm so mad. I'm so aggravated. Go ahead, bro. I lost, cry. I it's lost okay to so cry. much money today. I like smoke, smoke a little doink. I'm smoking right now. <laughs> That's a schlong right coke. But I'm, I'm, I'm right so mad. I'm like, I literally like, I, it's crazy too, dude. Because when I call the dude, he's like, yeah, you're not getting a technician tonight. I'm sorry. I'm like, I know where the dude is right now. I can see where the maps are. I'm about to go get, I'm about to go get him. And the dude's like, no, no, don't do that. And I'm just like, oh, dude, there's nothing more helpless then when you're in that situation uh we'd bought a bed from Ashley furniture and they didn't send like 
most of the bed. Like it was missing hardware. It was missing all sorts of shit. So I'm like, it took me over a year to get the screws. Like we had a fucking mattress. My wife and I had a fucking mattress on the ground. She called it the floor bed. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Dude, I'm, just I'm like, literally like, I'm so defeated though. I knew where he was at. I could have, I could have went over there. Yeah, you gotta go. That's when you gotta go over there and be like, "Hey, bro, come on, I got uh, ice cold beer. No, no. I, I just bought some wings." No, nope. at this point, I would hit him. Yeah, but yeah, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> like, you have to just be like so patient. You know what I mean, Brody? I don't know, baby. You can't watch TV there. Come on, man. Uh, let's see. Over on Facebook, Bounce With Me Casey asked, what are we drinking today? I'm drinking, bro, wine spritzers. Don't make fun of me. I'm drinking wine spritzers out of a Bucky's. Oh, it's not going to show my cup. Out of my Bucky's cup. My, uh, it's my wife's Bucky's cup. There we go. Yeah. But I'm, so, at, I'm at public getting some cake. I did get a dunk tank from Twisted Display today. There you go, dude. What did you say, Justin? I did get a dunk tank from Twisted Display today. That was cool. Nice. I lost so much money today, though. I lost thousands. That's brutal. We had a good yeah, day. So. We had a good day today. Uh, picked up a last-second rental last night for today, so we ended up doing three events today. Three events, four units today. Uh, I'm working. Uh, working on whatever, bro. I had some meetings, and I was working on this shit. And then I look out the – like I hear – I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? Look out the window. Windy as shit today. I was like, oh my God, dude, I did not know it was supposed to be windy today. We got three events. Uh, it was, it was, everything was fine. There was no incidents, but I was like, God damn. It was like borderline today. It was like borderline. I don't even know because it's like a, bro, it's a Wednesday. Felt like a bad business owner, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got a lot of stuff for tomorrow. I got a lot of stuff for this weekend. I got two different festivals going on this weekend. I got a 5K run. I got to set up tents for, and I got a, I got um, a giant beer festival. I got to set up for. Nice. Set up same setup the the same day setup and takedown. The 5K runs like ten tents, ten ten by tens. I charge them like three grand, and then uh, I got uh, listening tables and chairs like ten tables and. Like 20 or 30 chairs. I charge them like three grand. And then I got a brewery thing downtown. That's another like three or four grand. And it's just like a few tents in the street. And what else? There's a couple games and stuff besides all my stuff for Saturday. And like, you know, that's or that's for Saturday. And I have a couple schools Friday, schools tomorrow. It's just nuts, dude. Last week was a 36K week or something. This weekend, I don't even know what the numbers are because I don't know freaking internet, so I haven't been looking at stuff today at all. <laughs> That's good shit. Yeah, we're, we're uh, our, our June is basically as busy as our May, except for the days aren't as big because we had all of our school events are in May. But like we have, we still have event almost every single day in June, which uh, is, is abnormal, as abnormal. Like it's not, been like that ever before uh but i'm happy for it like we got the guys we got the staff and we got the units we're we're good to go wow. you guys want to hear some more drama 
<laughs> like, yo, I had, I, I can't even make this stuff up, dude. I had this one dude literally like tell me after I, I this one dude worked for me all last year, but he, he went to school and I had this other kid who's like homeschooled. So he's just always working. Um, he just doesn't care. And literally like, he's also like 18, you know what I mean? Still like homeschooled, but he's like done with that stuff this year. So, so he's like, I guess he used to be friends with this kid or something. And he beat up his friend two years ago. So then this kid ran up at his house with like 30 people, like two years ago or something. So like, he's like, if he's coming in, I'm not working. Meanwhile, I called this dude to help take down another tent festival, like his backup. And then like, then all this stuff goes down. Like, it's just, it's just wild. Like just random drama that happens. And like, there was just no drama at all. Then that happens. And then my one, my one employee gets arrested. Um, because he's moving out of his house. This landlord just had a whole bunch of people in his house. So instead of him being in the right, just videotaping it and just like calling the cops himself, he proceeds to just lose his mind and just repeatedly say he's going to burn the house down. So they fucking put him in jail. So they put him in jail. And I'm like, you fucking deserve to go to jail for that shit, you dumbass. Like, <laughs> like that's just nuts. And then my video editors in Poland, like his girlfriend's just nuts. Something crazy happens with him. And then, like, he's, like, first time, like, since he's moved there, like, six months, he's, like, okay, I'm going to the bar because he won't let him drink. And she just went nuts. So he went and go vent, went to a drink, got drunk, forgot the code to his freaking, to his apartment to get in, and then was banging on the door, got pepper sprayed and arrested. So I got two employees get arrested at the same week. That's crazy, bro. Like, like, I don't know what's going on. My life was, like, was, like, dramaless until, like, this week. Dude, I'm telling you, I got I got Canadian forest fires making freaking all these cancellations and stuff. Everybody switched up to this week, and then it just starts to downpour all week. Dude, that's bro, that's how it happens. I, I remember this from back in the days, <laughs> like running big ass teams on right, and it's it's easier when you work in a corporation. You have all this other like other people doing other shit, like payroll department, HR department, you got a boss, whatever. But I remember that bit where you're just like, you go. Oh, Bro, I got it all set. Everybody's fucking talented. Everybody's all good. There's no drama. Like you like breathe a sigh of relief and like pick up your beer and then it explodes. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> like this explosion, this explosion, this explosion, this explosion. And you're like, what oh, yeah, then, is going dude, on? Dude, the 18 year old kid, I told him like, dude, you're making me really proud. I'm going to give you a dollar raise at the end of uh, what you call it, July 1st, as long as you keep everything up. The next day, calls off. And then I'm like, dude, it's the only day this week that's going to be dry. I need to get inflatables dry and whatnot. Like, why are you doing this? He's like, okay, I'll come in at 12. 12.02 happens. He texts me, oh, I'm not coming in. I'm at the mall. I'm like, yo, look. Yo, what the hell? Like, I just gave you props, you mother, you little shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, canceled the raise, bro. I canceled. I'm like, it's the only dry day. I just freaking told. I literally told him a date and everything. (laughs) I was was just like, wow. Yeah, for me, like our cleaning, like our cleaning goes smooth and just great. Like things are cleaned well, and then all of a sudden it goes to shit. And what I fucking realized is happening is if you take Trevor out of the equation, things go downhill fucking fast. 
if whatever's in the equation, right? And it's cleaning, right? So it's not like it's my fault, but I'm not like I'm not paying close attention to it because it's like it just needs to get done. And like I don't really care what guy time you guys do it or day you guys do it, but like I do though, like because I want it done fucking early. I don't like going into Thursday with dirty units. You know what I mean? And so like, and I notice I'm like as soon as Trevor's got a thing or like his girlfriend's got a thing or whatever, like all of a sudden it's fucking Thursday and we're sprinting. And so I kind of like set the fucking record straight with, you know, with Trevor being like, Hey bro, props, love it. Thank you. Uh, just promoted him. You know what I mean? And then with other guys, I'm like, Hey, if you guys don't fucking pull your weight, like I got nothing for you, bro. Like you guys got to, help me run the business you don't just get to show up on saturday and go drop units with the fucking rolls all like and tell jokes and get tips like it's like it's a real ass business you need the help and uh since that incident it's been much smoother we got like everything was done today like we got no and we had fucking fire fire my first guy this year (laughs) is it he was he's young just super weak and then uh what you call it? He was gonna come in and stuff, and then he's just like, same thing. He's the one to his brother, and he goes, "Oh, I hear, I heard Quan has a gun on him." Because <laughs> because he, he brought a gun with him last year, I freaking uh, but it, it's because we had him up in the, all kinds of deliveries in the hood, and I I told him not to after, but he basically just heard about that one incident. It was like, "Oh, I'm not coming in." Refused to give his address and all that until he fa- verified that he wasn't there. So my one employee was just waiting 30 minutes and then was just like getting smart. And then he's like, "I do more work than you do." And he's like, "I was just like, okay. Honestly, I was going to fire you because you're weak as hell and like you can barely even lift the inflatables, but this just made it easy." <laughs> like so I just I just fired him. Yeah, I was, like, I was just like, I'm done. I was like, I'll, you need. I literally gave him honest, honest feedback that you have no incentive. You stand around and you have to be told to do everything. You're like, and you, you kind of got a, like an attitude when you like, you know what I mean? Like a lot, and like you just, it's just not working out. No punctuality, no, like no initiative, and you're really not that strong either. So, like you saying you do more work than me, I'm not even going to entertain that. Like. <laughs> Like, so for me, it's like, uh, when, when, um, I did have one of those employees and, um, I, I can't say that I hired him as a favor cause that would be taking too much responsibility off of him, but I hired him thinking I was doing the right thing by somebody else say, say that. And I ended up firing that guy because yeah, punctuality issues and laziness issues. Sometimes when he'd show up to work, he was okay. And sometimes not, you know what I mean? That's but, what I'm saying. Yeah historically though like and, and this dates back to like long time when i was fucking 20 years old but i i learned really quickly like no matter who you hire or who you think you hire you can get it wrong very easily like the interview the the recruiting like you think they're this and then they're not like whatever so like just kind of uh i guess you could say by nature like this is not like some weird tactic or whatever i kind of became guarded about who i hired and so I preferred to run smaller teams of people that I really liked unless I could get a landslide amount of people that I liked. And then when I got to uh, my big job, my big corporate job, like I needed people so fast, so fast, so fast, so fast. 
I had to figure out how to bring on the ones I was lukewarm about, but help them become somebody good. So then now, right. I don't need some big team now, like, right. I 10 guys I'm overhired, but like 10 guys and 10 guys to me from corporate life is, is no biggie. So I, but I'm super fucking picky about how I hire them and I'm super fucking picky in the interview and then I make them work for it. Then I make them sweat. And then, you know what I mean? To where I do all those things up front because I learned over a long period of time that you do those things up front, you get a better result in the end because I do so many little teeny things to weed out the shitheads, the lazy ones, whatever, where when I do make a hiring decision, that person is like dedicated to coming to work for us because they really, 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 really want to be here. And then I don't have to fire anybody. Like, it's just better. Like, and I know that there's like, um, let's see, there's fire slow, fire fast. There's, uh, what is Gary Vaynerchuk's like? Fire fast, fire fast. Yeah, I think he's both. Fire fast, fire faster. And I, yeah, I think that's what it, and I'm just like, <laughs> But dude, it's just such a waste of time. To, I just, I do not subscribe to that. I do not subscribe to that. Like, uh, uh, that's why I wanted to have like so many of these booze and biz episodes be about the team building. Cause it's like, the way I do it is kind of like meticulous and it's almost like extra, but then it leads to that. Like, there's no drama. Like the only drama is like, you took the purple crush water slide instead of the purple crush combo. That's the whole fucking drama. Like everybody freaks out. You know what I mean? Can't fucking believe you took this fucking combo, not the water slide. Like that's the drama that I deal with. Like, and it's just. So how do you name? Dude, I'm. That's my freaking shit that I've been working on. Like personally, is how do I make the load sheets meticulous enough so that they understand them? All the information's on there, so nothing can go wrong with the orders, and that like. Pink Princess Bounce House and Slide doesn't look like Pink Princess Bounce House. Because oh. if I can change those names, because you're talking about Purple Crush this, Purple Crush that, if you can somehow bear, like, that's the little things that I work on now. You know what I mean? I try to when I have internet. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, but seriously, like, that's the, those little things will make every, like, the day go smoother. Like, those little hiccups. I that's I'm always trying to lean things out and make their lives easier. So it's like like um stupefy, like you know what I mean, stupefy things. Like for example, like the foam machine that's buying I'm buying its own extension cords that go with it at all always. So it doesn't get mixed with the extension cords that you're using for your your regular rental stuff. And and like even having black extension cords for the black uh your phone gets Google. Yeah, it does. Oh, I'm not Googling. So I'm not, listen, my phone, I've been taking orders on my phone all day. Like it is a very, very annoying thing playing around and trying to do bookings off a cell phone. Oh, it is. I know. Uh, it is, uh, I can yeah, do so, it. So for me, like with that is, and, and this is not, this is probably not the right advice, right? Or that, no, I'm going to say it's <laughs> different. I don't subscribe to tactics. Like it's just, I don't do I don't do growth hacks. I don't do tactics. I just think it's all bullshit. Um, a long time ago, I was gonna start a website or a podcast or something. I don't remember, but it was called Values versus Tactics. And 
the whole notion of that whole, and I used to teach that to my employees back in the day, but the whole notion was like, I can't come to you and teach you the tactic of how I team build because I don't have any team building tactics. I have a set of fucking values. Like team building is my religion. And in like, so you think about somebody who has like a, right, a legit religion, like a, a religious religion, right? They can't teach you Christianity tactics. Like you believe in Christianity. Like that's, that's the way I am. That's the way I am. Values versus tactics. Like I subscribe to values. So so the way I have solved the guys taking the wrong equipment is a higher, smarter fucking guys. Okay. Now, yes, I do have a uh, 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 certain things, but like I don't have, I don't print out the uh, the I forget what it's called in inflatable offices. I don't use it, but load sheets, packing sheet. I think it's called a packing packing list. I don't. I, it does. I don't. They're not even entered. Like I don't even enter them because. I hire smart guys that know, like, here we go, right? And then I'm there, and I'm, I, I help count shit, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. So I am trying to get some things in place where I can remove myself. Uh, not that I'm ever going to sell the jump off, but I want to get it to the point where I could just sell it to some rich millionaire and be like, yep, here's your cash cow, buddy. You don't got to do anything. I mean, because that will run a solid business. So, like, I still do matter a little teeny bit, but in promote, like, but I'm a people person. Like I'm a people person, I'm not a tactic person. So that's why I promoted Trevor and Isaiah. Like they're now going to be the new me's, right? And I'm going to be teaching them how to be the new me's. Then I don't have to be the me because I have the two managers there. But like it's values versus tactics and values are always going to win. Like there's no, to Al's point at the, at the, a while ago, there's no customer service tactics that are going to work or that are going to beat Al because Al has customer service as the value. Like it's the most important thing in his company. So it does not matter what tactic Al teaches to anybody else. They can never beat him because his is a value tactic because it's values versus tactics and values will always win out. That's why I'm so fucking passionate. I feel like, I feel like customer service should be in everybody's stuff in this industry. Like you, you should just like, okay, you want to do your own values and stuff. Okay, good. But I think everybody should have, like, if you want to make money in this industry, customer service is key, I feel. Like, I don't even think you get a choice for that one. That has to be in your values almost. Yeah. this is what this episode about. I don't, I, I, okay. Somebody here explain how customer service cannot be in their values in this industry. I, I dare them. Step up. Like, yeah, and that's how, like, so mine is, so my core value number one is aim to make a positive impact on a person's life. And so, like, that kind of settles up my customer service, um, my customer service needs, and then serves selfishly, serves my needs, you know, to, to, to go do that, to really actually make a huge impact. Like, if you think about make a, make a positive impact in a person's life, like, you got to go pretty above and beyond customer service wise to make that happen. You know, one of my core values is people's marketing budget is bigger than their entertainment budget. Is what? Say that again. 
people's marketing budget is are is bigger than their entertainment budget. Oh, right. You keep that in mind. That's that'll <laughs> that'll do you well. There you go. Oh my god, how did you get that on? Hold on, my daughter's got herself trapped in her own shirt. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right, we're good. I'm, she's rescued. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Let's see. All right, we'll jump jump over to Facebook question here from Corey. From Corey Splash. How do you pay your helper per setup or hourly? So it you can do both, both work just fine. And to to be honest. If you pay both, like in the micro, one will be higher than the other, but in the long run, they almost, they almost equal the same. Like it all kind of comes out in the wash. So if you are the guy that is paranoid about your people milking the clock and they're lazy and whatever, then pay per drop because they'll move fast and you can potentially save some payroll, I guess you could say, uh, making sure that they're not milking the clock because they, all that they're going to do is drop the unit for $15, get to the next one, and then get out their iPhone calculator and calculate how much money they made per hour since you're paying them per drop. If you, uh, so that's for speed or, or lowering, I guess you could say payroll. If you want the customer service aspect, which is what we were just talking about, then that is the worst thing you can possibly do because the, the, all, the message you're sending to the guys is that speed matters, customer service does not matter. So instead, pay hourly. So I pay hourly because I want them there the length of time they need to be there. So an example would be the guys call me and they're like, we're at this drop. This lady's taking fucking forever. She can't decide where she wants the unit. She's been inside her house for 10 minutes. We're falling behind schedule. And I go, you pay, you make hourly. You make hourly. Just stand there. I don't give a fuck. Maybe go like knock on the back door or something, but like, just what, like you make hourly, just wait. Just it doesn't matter. I had, I had a boss tell me when I used to work at Walmart's and stuff like that, doing a retail remodels, and like sometimes like we we'd be at a standstill. We call it standby in in the stagehand industry, in the in IATSE. and basically like you're just sitting there, and like if they want me to walk in circles and they're gonna pay me to work walk in circles, I'm just gonna walk in circles because they're still paying me. And then when he said that, I've always said that, like, okay, you know what I mean? Like if that's the case, because certain certain times it's like, what are you gonna do? Hurry up and wait? Yeah, there's just nothing you can do. That's what I tell the guys. Like, you know, and 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 so uh we don't we don't like blow up and clean and dry out all our water slides in season, right? And we're in season. We wipe them down, spray them off, wipe them down on site roll them damp and leave them. And then they go out next weekend. Cool. So uh, I think this was two weeks ago. The uh, Trevor came to me. He's like, bro, these slides we're setting up are like, definitely nobody cleaned these. I was like, like, right. Nobody cleaned them at the pickup. And I'm like, okay, like I need, like, you got to bring me information. So like, give me some pictures, give me some videos. Like, like I'm not expecting you to go into the group chat and like call people out or whatever. Like, just bring me some information so I can have some some intel on it. And then, sure as shit, like, fucking shit's super dirty. And so, like, the, the one person that was uh, held accountable for two of those, like, when I talked to him, I was like, bro, you make hourly. Like, why is it not clean? Like, you can't get behind schedule when I pay you hourly. Like, I understand, like, I want you on schedule. Like, 
don't want you finishing it an hour late. Like that's just milking the clock. But like, there's no point to have a dirty slide. And so, and so <laughs> but that's, but that's why I pay hourly. You got to get closer to us. I can't find That's why I pay hourly because um, I want the guys to do a good job. Like, you know what I mean? I want them to do a good job. This is B Grizzly. He used to be my, he used to be my star employee, but he kind of quit. He, he, he put in his two week notice. I will say too, that's exactly why I do the more flexible drops where it's like you get the all day Friday to deliver is so then when they do have lens dirty, they're not against the clock trying to get this knocked out in 20 minutes because that's all I have assigned for them. So it's just like, you know, it's teach their own, but like that's, I don't, I don't, I never clean them at the shop. That's just what we do. You know, unless they're bad or they have leaves on them. Like, for example, I picked up a slip inside last weekend where I work. It was right the freaking tree. It was just, it was dirty. And so that one was supposed to get set this week. I don't know if it ever did. It's going back up this next weekend. So, you know, we 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 yeah. started cleaning. Um, we only have one slip and slide, but we started cleaning it like a combo because it's just always it's always wrecked. Um, but this week we were actually going to uh, today. The guys were going to clean um, a small easy side. We have fifteen foot blue crush. They were going to clean it because the outlet didn't work. Right. So so okay, this is a good like learning. Experience. I hate that. It's really a big thing. I, everybody pay attention to this. Yeah. So so. We have, um, so I have this conversation um, with a couple of the guys where I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, you guys make hourly, like, clean the stuff. Like, do the fucking job. Like, if you don't want to do the job, just let a dude know. And, like, people are, you know, I'm not shy about getting back in a truck. And so this weekend, right, I get the text message that I should get every single time that says, we couldn't blow up this unit. The I I don't remember what happened. The outlet didn't work. Or the windows were all closed. It's always because it's plugged into the garage or something like that. Uh-huh. And then and then you they freaking they pull it out and leave for the day the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they go to work and then you have no access to power now because there's nothing on the outside of the house. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's that. Pick it up. Yeah. And so so, but I get the text message. I'm like, bro, thank you for doing that. Now I can plan accordingly, right? So he said. He thinks the slide might be flooded, but they definitely couldn't blow it up. So it needs to be wiped down or whatever. So I was like, cool, we'll just blow it up at the shop and clean it, right? We have all these guys, we can make it happen. Well, then it got rented today, last night. Like the lady rented it last night. So then I just said, cool, instead of you guys cleaning it today, when you go drop it, like just make sure to blow it up and wipe it down. Like, but since, you know, kind of getting back to the actual question, which is the hourly or the by the drop, like, since I pay hourly, I'm able to be strict on the things that I care about, which is the customer service stuff and the cleanliness stuff. So that way it creates the kind of opportunity for the dialogue to happen where I'm going to get informed that this unit was not able to be blown up and needs to be cleaned. And so we're in the know, you know what I mean? Versus the guys just going, oh shit, we couldn't, you know, couldn't blow it up. That's bullshit and roll it and then don't tell anyone because they're trying to move fast. That's all. Last thing too about that too about paying hourly over that but there's an ad is versus per inflatable is that at least for me we do a 30 mile radius for delivery and so I don't think it's very fair to my guys if they're going from one side of that circle to the other side you know if that's just the next stop and they're out I'm not kind of, you know I'm I don't expect them to be unpaid for 45 minutes you know it's the flip side too so mm-hmm. yeah I mean there's there's, there's another- a million different ways to run it 
I think it's important to figure out, you know, it, it, company, how you want to align to that and then what you want accomplished. Um, if you want to be, you know, if, if you're going to be a discount renter, then the cleanliness is not going to matter as much because the people know that you're discounted and cleaning is a pain in the ass, dude. Cleans a pain in the ass, both to do and, and to manage. You mean, so if you're going to be discounted, you just know that like your cleanliness can come in lower and you're, you're good to go. Whereas if you want to be more uh, premium, the cleaning is, you know, going to be that much more scrutinized. But like, if you know what you want to target and you know the values that you have as a person or, and, or want to have in the company, cool. You can just go, right. And like there's, there's a guy semi near me. Like, uh, I think it might be in Mississippi. I think it's, um, 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 I'm going to forget his name. I can't remember his name on camera, but, uh, his name of his company's discount bounce house or discount or discount inflatable, something like that. It's like, Oh, bro. Like, you're gonna be lower priced, but you're gonna turn like right. You're gonna be a volume guy. You're gonna turn and burn most likely. I think it's key. Um, you're gonna turn and burn. Like, mad respect. Like, not what I would do, but like your values are different than mine. So, so you put, it's also kind of almost a borderline illegal to 1099 people if you don't do it the right way. Yeah, you should not be 1099ing. Like, uh, let's be clear on that. One. You shouldn't. Um, and I don't know how to like now that I'm as big as I am. Um, it's easy to sit where I sit now. Fucking W to him. I just don't know. I just don't know how to give the proper advice, uh, both from a standpoint of proper advice and be like, what's the proper thing to say on camera live on Facebook right now and going on YouTube. Um, but, but so I always kind of point back to what my old CPA told me, which was when you're that small, is a common practice and not that big of a deal i ended up firing her so i don't i don't know if that's the greatest advice ever but um i've got uh i've got an accounting issue uh, uh, sorry episode in the works um hopefully with either my accountant or cpa or maybe we'll do two who, who knows both are they're both good dudes hey um, nick can i say yeah. something real quick or ask hey, something um you know I'm new. We talked about this a little bit earlier. You just talking about discounts. You, you know, I, I started with all used stuff. So what do you think? Should I discount my stuff a little bit because it's used or just say to hell with it? Just go with what everybody else is doing. Just go for it. It's Yeah, I, it's it's going to come down to whatever you think is right. Um, but, yeah, back in the day when we had used units, I undercut the price of the big dogs um, because, number one, I could because I, I had no overhead. It's just me. Number two, I knew I had some nicer used units, but then I had a couple of busters, you know, and to where it was right. kind of like, I knew if I could, and, and then this was, this was actually the real reason where I knew if I could get rentals going out, regardless of whatever unit I dropped, it was going to be me dropping them, right? And so I'm like, right. there's no better customer service than me. So right. I felt very confident that, once they rented from me, they would not rent from somebody else because of the way we could take care of them. But between the communication, right, the drop-off window, me being early, and I was like, when it was me, like I was like clockwork, you know. And then I'm nice and I'm normal and I pet the dog and like, you know, versus right, right. okay. Uh, how many? I don't know, man. I I have to like this is my advice. There's only so many weekends in a year, and there's right. only there's, there's 
everybody has a birthday throughout the week and they throw it on the weekend. Like I, you will rent those bounce houses out for 175 or 200. So don't, you know what I mean? Just stick to 200. The next person to call, work on getting more phone calls in. Um, right. I mean, you call people out, like you can get that 200. If other people are getting 200, you can get the 350. If other people are getting 350, whether it's bull crap or not, I see it time and time again. They only have a couple bounce houses, especially if you're running. How many bounce houses you got? I got no. I got three three slides and one obstacle course. That's what I'm starting with. Yeah, you don't got to discount that stuff, man. People like people want them. Okay, that's why, all right. That's why when I tell people uh, my pricing formula, the the facts are added together and then it's multiplied by your end ambition that's the idea behind so i do comps plus difficulty times ambition the reason i do that <clears throat> is because what is the comparable price around your market that's what you can charge okay there's there the other day dexter was in multiple of the facebook groups saying shoot for 10 percent of your unit no matter what i'm like well bro like what if i got it on sale what if i'm in michigan what if i'm in miami like 10 percent of the cost of the unit has nothing like yeah like, but the cost, I, of, cost of my house like cost so of I, deleted Dexter. I, deleted, I deleted him out of the group i was done with him i honestly didn't know that he like i that he had seven reviews and he didn't even have a website yeah i i, I don't know any of that details um, it was no yeah it was actually aggressive he's been in the group for a while and he's been he's actually said some sound advice and been cool but Lately, he's been on some shit, and I looked into him, and I was like, oh, this dude's actually like, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I'm like, you can't charge 10% of the cost because that is like the 10%. If I were to sell my house right now, I would charge 10% of the cost of my house? No. The market is good. I don't, like, I don't like steadfast rules. I think that rules should be like a minimum. Like, I think it's a minimum rule, not like what you charge. I think that's like the very bottom you can go to. We can't get it down here. Huh? You, it, our market's lower. We can't get it down here. Like it's lower I, than 10%? If, if I get an 18-foot slide on sale, I might be able to get 10%. But an 18-foot slide here is 305 is what I have. Um, some of the all-weekend guys are 315, and then there's plenty of people below me is what an 18-foot slide is. I'm like five or six hundred bucks for. Yeah, I'm like it. I bet four ninety died for an eighteen footer. But that's but that's what I mean. Where it's like three fifty in South Texas. Kiss my ass, Nick. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like <laughs> that's not the going rate here. So no, I get that too. Yeah. So, so that's it's like say comps right it's to the comparables near you. Oh, I do like that. Yeah, it does. It does. It is. I looked at this formula a bunch of times. It does actually work because it because there's even true to this, too. For example, I tell you, I did a whole video. Don't discount. If I knew I had a bounce house across the street on the same day, I'll throw 50. You know what I mean? I'm 50 bucks. Fuck it. I'll give 50 bucks off. Just to close the sale real quick. Right. That's difficulty. Right. Comps exactly. Oh, I'm yep. at your next door neighbor's house. Super fucking easy. Right. Yep. So Plus difficulty and difficulty really is. But that's also, but that's also if they only if they give you hesitation, you don't right, just right, give that right. right away. Like yeah. I might start charge them an extra delivery just because I know I'm making more. Right. So, like, so 
The difficulty piece is generally speaking, how hard that unit is to move, right? So if you know that thing gives you a hernia every time you roll it, you're going to take your comps and you're going to add dollars because it's just like, sorry, I'm not doing it for 305. Okay? Location. Whereas, yeah. So, so comps plus difficulty. Okay. And you're not really going to subtract money uh, once you become a sizable business. But, but Wayne, if you've got one unit that's like ridiculously easy to roll and it usually goes for 200 bucks, cool, bro. it's so easy to move. Just do it for 190 or 185, whatever. I was like my 15 increments for whatever reason. Okay. But then that's those two things, comps plus difficulty is multiplied by ambition where it's like, I'm mega super ambitious. I don't give a fuck if I sacrifice $15 every single rental because I know I'll get an extra $300 rental because I'm that <laughs> ambitious on volume. I can take over the market. Whereas right. other, the other train of thought is, um, very much so the way Ishmael teaches, right? Which is drive up your average ticket price, try and get more money out of the, so you can do uh, less, let's see, make more money for less work, okay? It's just not how I'm wired. I think, I think he's right. I think Ishmael's right on, on all of that. It's just not how my brain's wired, right? So my ambition is take over the world. So it's like, cool, dude, I'm, I'm cool to come down a little bit on price so I can dominate. But that's why I came up with that pricing formula. You know, the, the 10% thing is like, maybe it gives you a baseline, but like, it still, it doesn't matter. Like my house in San Diego and my house, my house in San Diego is like probably a $1.5 million house. Here in Louisiana, it's like 400,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, it's comps, dude. The comps is the most important thing. I will agree with you on that, Nick, but... I think that's the only issue I have with you, Nick. It's like, if you're him, you can charge what you want. You have over 200 reviews. You you can do it. Like, I've been to areas of San Antonio, I'm like, holy crap, I didn't even know this existed because these are where all the rich people live. If you're pitching to the rich people, you're, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to book. But I don't want like, to. I do not want to. You I'm ready. I'm ready to like my frame games. I raised them from last year from 75 to 100. I'm ready to raise them to 150 already. They're gonna pay for it. They will pay. I know. The wrong people, Nick. You. They will pay. Don't worry about the other guys. You're him already. You can charge what you want. They'll stick around. They'll. I do. I do charge what I want. I love my prices. No, go higher. No. Go higher, Nick. I promise you. Go much higher. I cannot explain the kind of anxiety that it gives me to even think about maybe potentially possibly being out of the, the price range and missing out on a rental. I can't tell you. It doesn't I you can't explain the goofy wiring in your head. I can't explain mine, but I have to have I missed a lot of money today. Nick, I don't have any internet. Nick, why not just raise it up maybe five or ten bucks? I did. I did. I did. Like I have. Like it, it goes up. It goes up. It goes up. It goes up. Twenty-five bucks or nothing. Now, yeah. I'm. I'm. I, I look. All my, all I my, look stuff at my prices and I look at the comparables pretty often, and I love where I'm at. Like I love where I'm at. Like I'll blow your guys' mind. The biggest. Uh, on the on the South Shore in New Orleans proper, the biggest company in New Orleans proper has like 
I think 1,700 Google reviews. Wrap your head around that. Okay. Been in business for God knows how long. Uh, uh, great dude. Great entrepreneur. Prices are lower than mine. Because he's moving I, I, more. I work him into my comps when, when I do them because his, his prices are so comparable to mine, even though we do not overlap. Like there's no way he does my any events in my area and I definitely don't do any in his. You know I, mean? I still take him into account because he prices his stuff correctly for my market. Actually, actually low, actually low for the market. And he's in the much, 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 much heavily populated area. Where prices are, I remember when I population the whole thing, man. I'm ready to get out of here one day, go to some big populated area. I remember when I first started. I never thought. Oh, come to Florida, we're full. I never thought anybody would rent a water site for three fifty, and now I'm renting a water site three fifty every weekend. It's crazy. No, I, bro, I would not pay my prices. I've got, I've got some units that. Yeah, I was at, I was at when I started. I, I was at my eighteen footer for three hundred dollars. And now yep. my 365 go out every weekend. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, here, let's get over to who's got a question. Trayvon Kirk, you got a question. You you had your hand up for a minute. I don't want to leave you hanging. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what generators do y'all use. I don't have one yet, but I got to get one like this week. Predator 3800. Yeah, yeah, Predator. Predator is going to be your best bang for the buck. It's uh, the in-house brand from Harbor Freight. It's it's great. And then Harbor Freight brings the discounts, dude. They, they got good stuff. Um, if you, you know need to run... You get, go, go ahead. No, Was finish. It, my, my company, they're fine. So, get the warranty. Get the warranty? Okay. All right. Get the warranty. Put a freaking stickers on it like a boat stickers with the date that you bought it so you always remember when the warranty comes up and then freaking uh take them stickers off and return it every year the day before and just pay for the new warranty and you'll get a new generator every year for like 30 bucks i don't know about that part but uh i swear to god i swear on everything i love everything i love a lot of people do it i'm sure they do i'm sure they do Uh, another good place too is I don't know if you have it where you're at, but Northern Tool and Equipment, that's where I have all my generators for Power Horse branded, which have worked out well. Um, they don't make them anymore, the ones that I use, which pissed me off. But I've got all this yellow champions. They sent me the Power what... Horse. Oh, okay. um, the yellow champions um, were freaking amazing too. Yeah, they don't make the those blue, anymore. The blue Power Horse 7,000 watt generators will run six blowers, six one fives. Bro, they sent me a magazine. Northern Tools sent me a magazine because I bought something from them a long-ass time ago. And it was like two days ago, three days ago. And on the front cover was generators. And there was one that looked – it had like 90 fucking plugs. I was like, that has oh, to yeah. be the one that Ryan loves, dude. Because I'm look- telling you, it's the shit. <laughs> get that one. Uh, get that and then get your RV plug adapter, okay? And here's yeah. the shit. You put it on the damn generator, you zip tie it on so you guys don't lose it, and you get the adapters for it, and you can run six floors off it, and then you teach them every damn time to unplug that adapter because they will snap it off in the generator. But I'm telling you, power horse. That's best so for your buck. How many so can honestly, you- though, if you need one of those generators, you're best off just renting one from an actual rental company that does tool rentals and stuff. They rent those daily, so they do the volume. Unless you're doing festivals where you can rent that 
generator yourself a lot, it's not worth buying one that's that big. No, they're out every weekend. Or not every weekend, but especially in the Star Wars Carnival season, they're out every single weekend. And we do we charge a hundred dollars a generator and they are out about uh we do five blowers that we guarantee on them, you know. But I what can do run you, six if I need. What are you talking? I don't know what generators you're talking about. I'm talking about like giant ones that are like no, uh, no, no. I'm talking about mine. My 7,000-watt power horse generators. They run yeah. six floors. Yeah. 7,000 watts is how much? How much did you pay for that, though? Uh, I bought it pre-COVID. It was right around 700 bucks a pop. Yeah. Now they're probably close to 900. But yeah, you can get, you can get yeah. the other one for 350 and run three blowers on it. Yeah. And then this is the thing, though. You get a generator that you have to, you have to run all those cords to one central location. If you had multiple generators, you can put the three bounce houses over there run court two of those cords you can run without even using extension cords yeah. and just use one extension cord then trying to have to run tons of footage of cord towards one generator so having multiple generators that have smaller power actually is ver- like better in, in most cases i'm not gonna lie that and also like if one goes down during an event it's less of an impact yes. so there's there's different yes. there's different benefits and pros but i've had really low power horses personally but yeah Look for so what you want to do is look for how like just the voltage and the watts and the amps like it's all right convoluted in math. So just look for its own breaker. So the way that a generator will look is on the front there'll be a plug, and then there'll be a white outline around the plug, and it'll tell you the amperage of that plug. Okay, and there's another plug. It'll have a white outline around it, and it'll tell you the amperage of that plug, or it'll be all in the same one. So that's, you know, 20 amps for two plugs or, or four total plugs, but two outlets. You know I mean, you need one 20 amp breaker for every single blower. So depending on how many blowers you want your generator to run, you need to have that many amperage, I'm sorry, that many breakers, okay? Now the exception to that is, like what Ryan was saying, there's a circle plug. It's a, it's a 30 amp, okay? And it'll, it'll probably say AC by it because it runs the AC of the camper, okay? the air conditioner. That's a 30 amp plug. And you can buy an adapter that goes in the 30 amp plug and will split off. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's AC because it's alternating current. Could be. I am not an electrician. <laughs> 30 amps got to run the AC. Uh, but but there's an adapter that plugs into that that splits into three normal ones, um, and I think off a of thirty amp you can so pigtail. You can buy those at Harbor Freight too. Yeah, but but just look at the front and then see how many breakers it has. That's how many you can run. So if it's got the thirty amp circle that runs two, and then a one twenty amp, that's what mine has. Runs Some one. of those connections are four prong too, and not just three prong. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's, it's always a circle though. Yep. What drives me nuts is everyone always tries to put so many blowers on one generator. Yeah, everybody, and they're like, "Oh, what's?" I have a lot. I know a lot of companies that do the one chip one. Sorry. I don't give a fuck if your shit is ten thousand watts. If it has one breaker, you're running one blower. Like that's the way. The, right. I know a bunch of companies that, that do one one bounce house per blower or per per uh, generator. 
And I don't think you should put more than two. And you make them rent and stuff like that. Yeah, because you're yeah you're because driving, the you're more driving. you put it, the more the more you put, the less power each one gets. So you're hindering your power on the blower. Well, yes and no. You're buying if you buy a generator yeah. with proper wattage, then it's not going to limit. If you're nah, you don't too many blowers on a small right. generator, then you'll have issues. Freddie, if you don't think the same shit's happening inside a house on a circuit, because they got a freezer and they got a fridge, two different things. One is work. One is working on gas, one single motor. The other one is huge industrial cables going into your house. Big difference. All that, all that means is that the freaking power is more steady in your house, and that the gas is just going to run out slightly more when you use the generator. That's it. Prove my point. Go into the breaker. The breaker is the breaker's <laughs> factor. But it's not all these that people, much, honestly. All these like, people I, try I, to put I'm not gonna lie. I, I I do it all. I've actually like I physically like I've tested that and looked at it and stuff. It's not really that much. You can only you can really get like anywhere between five and seven hours on one of those like uh predators. That's about it. And then you can like it's five hours when it's fully loaded. So it's like three hours or two. Two hours less, maybe. You know what I mean? So it's like, like most of the events are four of running time of the gas. You're saying, yeah, because it's not as hot up here. You guys get it's it's probably different everywhere else. To be clear, oh, when I, wow. and I noticed that too when I was traveling across the country. It's different depending on the temperature of the day, where you put the generator, if it's in the shade, sure. Versus sun, that's a whole nother story. Mm, what I'm saying is that is that. Nobody in these groups are buying these big, heavy-duty ones. They're all trying to figure out the smallest generator for the most blowers. And they're willing to put five or six blowers on a little tiny generator. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Three on a Predator, Max. Predator's the best bang for your buck. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. What's next the Predator? Say if I want to sell a little bit better than the Predator, what's next? I would get a rigid from from like um, from Home Depot. Rigid brand um, Honda. The Honda generators. Uh, Hondas are gonna be your nicest, but they're the most expensive. Yeah, and then I will say the rigids. I've looked at them, but they just look like they got a shit ton of plastic on them. Um, so I'd be concerned about them breaking. Um, another really good brand for generators is uh, North Star. It's like a super high quality. Generator, they're expensive but nice, so they're kind of same lines. Honda, um, also, I bought uh, or uh, what's that orange one called? A uh, Generac, Generac. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The Generac one, not rigid. Oh, Generac. Generac is a really high quality one. All right, Virginia. Um, I also have, I don't know if you guys have Fleet Farm where you guys are at, but we have Fleet Farm and uh, DeWalt sells a generator. Well, and it's made same factory, I believe, as Generac, and so it's like a discounted price. The four thousand watt generator, um, but yeah, I have that as well. Where are you at? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh yeah. Trevor, um, <laughs> look up, look up um, the motors that they have, the engines. I personally would only go with either the Honda or Bridges Stratton. To be clear, everybody did hear me say that you can return these every year and get a new one, right, for thirty five bucks. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like I swear, dude. I no, I swear because Freddie, you were there when the dude in the group was. I don't know if you were or not, but I'm I'm almost positive you were there when uh the dude was like, oh yeah, I work at Harbor Freight. It's damn true. It's true. Yeah, Harbor Freight <laughs> honors their their uh their um, where what is it? Uh, warranty system. It doesn't matter. It can break, do whatever. Man. Put freaking water. Bring it in there without the gas in it. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you right now. All right. What uh, other questions? But Nick, don't, don't make a YouTube video about that because I don't want them to change that rule. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do need to make the. Uh, I've had it on my list forever to make the generator video, but I'm like, dude, I just feel like it's like an all day video because you got to do like, let's fill it with gas and let's run a fucking blower on it all day. Like, if I want to do it right. It's like, it's like a 14 hour video. Like, obviously not 14 hours of film, but I'm just like, I keep putting it off. But it's like coming up so much now. Yeah, hey, I got another Honestly, question. Honestly, though, you know what's crazy too? I just remembered this. They got a two year plan now. And I think it's like 40 bucks, 50 bucks. I swear to God. Oh, that's funny. Hey, I got great news. I'm not even, I'm like almost, like almost 90% positive. I just forgot about that. So, so check it out. I got good news because I see a uh, foam daddy. Oh, you cut out. You went, you muted yourself mid sentence. Sorry. So because I see foam daddy is being repped really hard in this, in this, uh, zoom meeting t today. Um, <laughs> I got a, I got a third, uh, 25 pound French bulldog <clears throat> and I ordered 10 gallons of, of, uh, solution gel. So I, yeah. I guess somehow we forgot one in the porch and we put her in the porch and she ate the whole gallon of it. Of solution or of gel? Gel. Oh my God. No way. What's her poop look like? It's normal. It did not affect her at all. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> I literally, I literally, oh. I literally, when I walked in and she was licking the last of it, I'm like, oh my God, this dog's going to die. Die. This dog is going <laughs> to die. What if my you, whole family is going to die. What if you water and she starts like farting bubbles? <laughs> what do we thought? We're like, she's going to start throwing up bubbles and stuff. Nothing. She might have threw up something somewhere, but but wow. <laughs> she's alive. When, I mean, she's when, when uh, the first the first shipment landed, like Paul sent like the cannon, and then I think two gallons of gel, and the but the gel box at, was all nasty because one of the gel packs broke open, and like I opened it and like grazed my hand across it, bro. I, it took like seven showers to get it off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. It's horrible, oh, dude. It was you like wash my dog. It, yeah, because it like stuck to the side of the cardboard and like kind of dried out extra, so it was like mega ultra concentrate, bro. I I couldn't <laughs> imagine a, a human eating it. Oh, spoon of it. I, I wouldn't eat it. Well, it's it's two products that are FDA approved though. That's what's wild. So technically, you can. Yeah, it's still. It's no, I wouldn't. 
Oh, speaking of phone, we should talk about like phone pricing and stuff like that. We've been talking about all this pricing. Like, what what is everybody getting for like phone parties in your area? I'm getting I'm getting like 350 for an hour, and everybody else is doing 300 around here. And 335 is what I'm at. Yeah, 335. Try to have, I try to have tens only on the hundreds though. Basically, four twos. Gotcha. But where are you at? Okay, I'm, I'm in Minnesota. I've got a hundred footer. I've got a couple hundred footers that are ten gauge. Um, but I keep running into the scenario. I offer fifty foot cords for all of my rentals, and I keep running into yeah. the scenario where everybody wants it like two hundred feet. And what I didn't want to do was plug in two twelve fifty foot cords to make a hundo. So I just carry my hundreds just in case somebody's not prepared. We started buying only fifty foot now, um, and the reason for that is. Um, we so we've got plant cord, but we're starting to get to the point where we need to replace it. Um, cause what's causing it is the way we wrap them is we take it like this and we wrap under your shoulder like that. Yeah. And the hunter footers, when we're wrapping them, we you know we wrap them fast, right? We're we're pretty quick. And um, what causes it is as you go, you twist your cord, right? And so yep. you're twisting it, and I've got these cords. I'll take a picture this weekend of how bad it is, but it's like it twists them so bad that you know they still work fine but they they tangle up so bad bro you so haven't seen my viral video? all 50s now bro you haven't seen my viral video i don't know oh, do you it's do the only way i wrap goofy. my cord it's absolutely way, fantastic it's the most legendary thing ever yeah. you can wrap a, you can wrap a hundred foot cord in like 15 seconds and it doesn't twist yeah, yeah i that's the only way i wrap my cords and it's awesome but that 10 gauge gets a little well, oh. burning on the shoulders by the time you're done wrapping that thing. Well, yeah, somebody was in somebody was in the Facebook group. Uh, somebody asked about extension cords. Like, only ten, only ten. You're gonna fry them all. I'm like, hey, bro, that's the most extension expensive extension cord known to man. B, I literally don't even actually know where to buy them. Not saying I couldn't find them, but like, you can't go readily buy them. And C, I, I, I messaged you. Uh, Manufacturer sells them. from Home Depot right now. <laughs> That, but it's so heavy. It's so extra. Like, it is. Like, it's very, and honestly, it's funny. I had a, I had my first front yard rental a couple of weeks ago. New guy, nerves, right? Pray to God that that thing's in there. I was actually more worried about my extension cord getting ripped off than I was anything else because it's like, those, it's like a $180 cord, man. That thing's not cheap, you know? So, this is, so I, for, I like my load sheets <coughs> and the apps because I make my guys. It's a normal thing. Every bounce house gets four stakes, a blower, and an extension cord. And then if it's on concrete, it gets a tarp, it gets a mat, and it gets some sandbags instead of that. And it's in the load sheet and whatnot. Now, for whatever reason, they do some something that's not the normal for that drop-off surface type. They mark it on the sheet. We left the dolly. We never leave dollies. You know what I mean? The chair dollies. 
but for whatever reason, because the school needs to move the chairs around and we're delivering it early or whatever. So we left the dolly. The dolly's 40 bucks, like 35 bucks. They're nice dollies for my chairs. So I make the mark the dolly on the sheet, make the mark the dolly in the notes. So now there's redundancy. And then now we don't lose the $40 dolly. Now we don't lose the extra extension cord because they're only looking for one and, and there's supposed to be two there. Little like it helps. The only problem I've had, you know, with it's not it's not that, but what'll happen is um we'll do school events and all these volunteers are trying to help you, right? They're trying to get this event picked up and they will take it, they'll wrap a record and they'll send it back to the school shit, not your own. Um, so it's not like it's on purpose, but it's like they'll beat you guys to it. And so whenever I pick up school events, the first thing I do is I grab my cord and I get that on the truck as fast as I can so I don't have to deal with it. So that's just oh, yeah. But people what don't steal do with your cords if you're worried about it getting it, stolen. It'll also be vice versa. They'll give you cords too. Yes, that's true. Uh, so a uh, couple, couple quick cool little cord things. So um, I bought, um, I think a 10 pack maybe an eight pack but i think a 10 pack from um oh fuck mills mill mill pack mills pack mill pack and they lock in the end so the female end of your cord locks on to the male end of the blower cord it's so fucking cool and then their cords are very well priced to where for the same price you can pick your color and they'll print whatever you want on it so on mine, it's our URL, just over and over and over. It's the jumpoff.com down the whole thing. So it's like teeny tiny little marketing thing, but everybody knows it's my cord, obviously. Okay. The other thing you can do is, um, no, the second thing that I do is on the cords I buy from Sam's Club. So I buy uh, the, what are those called? The Hornets yellow jackets. Yeah, yellow jackets from Sam's Club. 65 bucks for a hundred foot cord that's 12 gauge killer deal and they're really good cords so on the ends i just put a red zip tie on the ends okay so you can't get that off very easily and then if a guy does claim it's his like bro like it's got red zip ties on it like there's no way okay the third thing you can do and i've only done this with one of the cords because it was it went to a, a a place where i was concerned i'll put it like that I literally just put electrical tape and just wrapped it around sections of the cord at random spots. So it looks like the casings broke, but it's not like, it's a totally worthy cord. It's totally good. Except I just wrapped tape around random spots. So it looks like an old busted cord. Like, because nobody feels broken. Yeah. Cords. And it looks like I saw it the other day. One of the guys loaded it. Uh, we had three trucks running. And so the third truck is the Armada. And it went into the back of the Armada. I'm like, man, I forgot how bad that cord actually, like it, it actually looks like bad customer service because it's so, it just looks so terrible. Like you're going to start somebody's house on fire. That's why I only did it to one to like kind of test it. But if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, shameless, just take some electrical tape and it makes the cord look terrible. No, I was thinking you too. Is I have eight inch bumper stickers I've had made with like our name and number on them, and you just wrap it on the cord and stick it to itself. Um, the pretty cheap and it works out well. So, I love branding everything. I got stickers on all my chairs, all my tables, I got stickers on stickers. 
Yeah, dude, I'm. I need to get the uh, my new chairs all and new tables all tagged. I just have a stencil. Make sure it says this side up. Stack this side up. Oh, there you go. What dude, side do you stack dude. up? The butt part or the back part? The back part up. But then the butt goes down. No. Dude, I can't believe you guys are all still here. Like, Zoom crashed on me. Like, we were watching it on Facebook because Facebook crashed on me a long time ago on my computer. So I, I made weird. sure people didn't leave. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, dude, it's frozen. And I was showing Boston sitting next to me. I'm like, oh my god, the whole thing's gonna crash. Here's everybody goes, and then I just disappear. And you guys kept talking. I'm like, okay, now I gotta figure out how to get back into my own meeting when Zoom just crashed. Like what? <laughs> hey, I, hey, I got one more rookie question. Can I ask it? Yeah, go ahead, Win. On y'all slides, like I got, I told you I got, I got three used ones. I got a 16, and I, and I'm measuring these myself, so I'm guesstimating. But I think I got like a 16, about an 18, and I got a really big one that's probably about 20, 21, 22, whatever. It's pretty good. It's a, it's a two piece. How many stakes, when y'all staking down your big slides? Do you do you do all the holes or you what are you what are y'all doing? All the holes and whatever the manufacturer tells you. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, for yeah. sure. So all the holes and the straps, you're doing them all. You're doing them all. All, all the holes and whatever the manufacturer tells you. Yeah. So okay. the right answer here to to keep us all safe is follow manufacturer recommendation. Um, they'll they'll, they'll have a. I obviously you won't have it, but there's an owner's manual, quote unquote, that comes with every unit. Right. Right. Uh, and then it'll tell you how many anchors it gets and da, 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 all the all the crazy stuff. And um, then I guess I guess my next question is 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 the stakes I bought were from uh oh I didn't lost my some monk. What's it called? Yeah, monk industries. Okay, yeah. So I got what is, is that it? 18, 18 and twenty-one inches. ATSM. Is that, is that what y'all are using or what? ATSM stakes, or they're mine are that fat around like they're huge. Yeah, to be ATM, I think they got to be freaking one inchers. Uh, yeah, they're like an inch something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, or. Three, the three, 18 inches long and three quarter inches is the norm. Um, and what the reason I say that is because that's what the company is going to send with their slide when it's new. Um, okay, so 18, yeah, 18, 18 three long and three quarter inch thickness. That's that's the normal. Okay, that's what the company's going to send, uh, with, with the slide. And I, I got in the other day, I got in a slide that had. The half inches where it's like you pick them up you're like oh yeah like i'm gonna bend that day one and it's like the, it, it this is one of the things about the industry that has confused me where it's like the the standard is the, this big huge fucking thing but the people that send you the slide send you these little dinky ones it's weird to me it's weird to me right I, that that cutting edge unit i just bought they sent me twenty one inch, twenty four inch long stakes. Throw I'm those like, away. Throw those away. I'm gonna tell you right now. Cutting edge forces you to buy those fucking things. They back in the day, they used to force you to buy Watchdog sirens as well. Really? Throw them all away. Throw them all away. 
Um, Dude, those things are the most brutal stakes. I've, I had to pound that into like they the do. driest field those of the world last weekend. So, so wait, what cutting edge unit did you buy? What is uh, it? The Wacky Kid Zone. Wacky the, Kid Zone. So that's like the it's like the one that's like the same. It's like a rec- big rectangle, the like normal combo one, right? It's open on the top. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have that one, but I, it's similar to the Princess Palace layout. If you've seen that one on there, I, it is. Yep. Um, so I have that one, but all of our combos, we do four stakes, 18 inch J hook stakes. Yeah. That's what I have for all my other units. That one, when I picked up the stakes, I didn't like, I just bought it quick. So it was in stock and I needed it for a a customer. Throw that shit away. And I grabbed those stakes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, these things are ridiculous. You need a sledgehammer to send them in. Yeah. And then, um, I, I keep those stakes and I use them for two things. One, um, I have their heavy haul and dump truck slides, 19 foot but it's massive. I use those three foot stakes on the outriggers on that. Yeah. Um, so that's the only use I have. They're basically the three foot, 10 fucking stakes. Anyways, use them for that. And the second thing I do is on all my combos, most of my combos are from inflatables. It's just, I don't know, it's a brand I like. And um, they come with a Velcro thing with your logo on it, whatever. And as we yeah. replace them, we pull off our logos, right? Because we don't sell stuff with our name on it. It makes sense. Um. And so what I do is you can buy these things at Harbor Freight and uh, it's like, you know, like the corners of your tarps, those little like rings, you know, that you can yeah, the rivets. Yep. Yeah. I put those in the vinyl and then I take those stakes and I pound them in and then I zip tie those banners to it. So it's just, average. it's just free. Average is all it's for. Um, yeah. But I do that. Or if it's like extremely windy and we're doing an event, you know, or, it, you know, or it, not, I say extremely windy with a grain of salt, but if it's windier than normal, then yeah. yeah, I use those three foot stakes. It's just training people or like another good example. If you're doing a new development house and this is, this is the hardest shit to train your employees. on. It's really difficult. But anyways, you do a new development house. Um, they just put fresh sod in, right? The <laughs> grass has no roots. So yeah, you're counting in your state. I mean, it's the same thing as if you have the state. So use that's when I use those three footers. So I keep them on my trucks. Um, I don't keep very many of them, but I keep them there if I need them. Yeah. I see. I think new houses or old in the city, it's like you try to put a tent stake through, you're going through concrete and old old construction, all kinds of different stuff. I use tent stakes for my outriggers, and then I put a cone on them. So it's like it's like hidden, and the rope goes through the, through the top. You talking about for the slides? Yeah, the straps that go off the top of them all the way out. Uh, that's what we're talking about. Um, but I okay. only do so. Where do, where do y'all where do y'all get your where do you get your stakes from? And 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 where are you so you're using you're using bigger stakes for the outriggers versus the ones on the ground, correct? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but only on that side because it's massive. It's the biggest thing I have. It's yeah. that night. Mean- um, what, what, yeah. Everything you bought, Wayne, is what I use on every single slide, every single outrigger, every single bounce house, every every stake in the entire company is exactly what you just described. Yeah. So what I got is what you get, but and you use it on all of them. Everything. Okay. Eighteen to twenty-one inch or twenty-two, whatever it is, three quarter. Eighteen inch. inches is plenty. Or is, is is the perfect amount I found, yeah. it, and I do mine it's all day. Like to the end, it's like yeah, I go it goes up Right. Yeah, they sell, they sell Monk Monk sells two different ones. 
They sell the one that comes up like this and it almost has like another little short piece welded onto it. And then they right. have the curves. I buy the ones that curve. Right. Okay. Mine are kind of straight, really. Yeah. Oh, straight across. But okay. But all right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, somebody, yeah, just to say too, it's what? just for like cutting edge units. Um, for water slides, I've got their 16 foot weight water slide, and I've got another like 15 or 16 foot one from them. Anyways, um, that one I just use. I use six stakes on all my all my slides, but I don't have anything massive like you guys. Like it's like I've got 16 foot water slides, 18 foot dry slide, and those all get six stakes. They get each corner and then two outriggers, and they're just fine for me. But again, it's like if. Do it based on where you're at. If you're, if it's hella windy, then account for that. But for what I'm doing, 90% of the time I'm in a backyard. There's not, there's a tree line, it's, you know? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Florida. Every afternoon there's thunderstorms. So, yeah. it's like, so for you, it's probably a little more different than for me. So it's just, it's your area. So Brian from Colchester Party Rentals asked uh, about 20, 20 tent lights. If you got a valence on the inside of your tent, what? Your best bet is to go to Action Lighting. What? You could buy a 500-foot spool of lights and then bulbs and just make your own. You can make, like, a whole bunch. You can have a bunch of tents. Um, and it'll be cheap cheap as hell and look the best. Um, Adam, the tent guy, did a whole video on uh, lights. from me soon. You're going to start doing them, too? Tent lights? Maybe. What was that, Nick? Maybe. Maybe? Well, don't say maybe because I need some tent lights. What's going on right now? It's on my list to buy. Things are, things are happening. We'll see. But, yeah. For real, though. Spools of lights. Freaking deal. Uh, I'm going to go eat some food. And I'm going to go take a pee because I drank some wine. I didn't drink as much wine. Listen. Thought I was gonna drink that whole thing. I didn't even. I didn't even really put a dent in that thing. Go chug it. Let's see you chug it. Go chug, 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 chug. Oh my lord! That's all we're getting. Oh, I don't like it unless it's mixed with. Hey, Brian, Justin. Oh my god! You it wasn't me. That, that was Freddie. Oh, Freddie. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, not a wine guy. But uh, you mix it, bro. You mix white wine with ginger ale. It is. It's heaven. Anyway. You want some fries with your wine? <laughs> you guys are awesome tonight, so I appreciate everybody coming out. Um, I knew this was going to be a smaller show. I tried to absolutely bring it in the beginning of the show with, with all the knowledge. So I hope it helped. Everybody that watched it, you guys are amazing. So until next week, love you. Core values. Be your core values. All right. All right. Later, guys. Oh, bro? It broke. It literally broke right now.